Oh, yeah, live back in action for another fun-filled football edition of the Power 32 podcast presented by the Sports Column and brought to you by Reebok. Go on over to 33podcast.com. Get that holiday shopping done with great deals on new kicks, lease hoodies, winter wear, all those freaking cool things that Reebok has got for you for the cold days ahead. Go to 33podcast.com. That's where you get all the action at. Discounted prices. Shipping is free. All you got to do is go to the homepage, scroll on down a little bit, click on the Reebok link. We got you. Go ahead and pick and choose what you want. All right, yo, it is time to rock and roll. Today, Power 32, we are going through every game and picking them against the spread. Plus, we got plenty of action on and off the field to debate and discuss. And here to help me through it is some great sports talk hosts and beautiful NFL minds, starting with my man C. Henry, Carlton Henry in the house, host of the Sports Rap Podcast. What's up, my friend? What's going on, man? Glad, glad we can finally, man, collab, man. And glad you got me on a, a great uh, esteemed panel here, man. Hope no, I can just on. keep up. Oh, yes. Come on, man. I know you can. I know you can. What, are you kidding me? Hey, tell the, tell the people your favorite team. My favorite team is the Detroit Lions, man. And, and yeah. it's, it's been a, a long ride, man, but I'm, uh, uh, it's, it's looking up right now, man. So we're trying to ride the wave, man. Hey, I'm telling you, look, Giants are not playing so well. We'll see if Washington, Seattle stumble in. I told you, I was one of those. I picked the Lions to make the playoffs as seven seed. So I'm hoping. I'm hanging on for hope over there, all right? Hey, look. Fingers also, crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Exactly. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Even though I got to tell you, as a 49er fan, I don't want to run into him. I don't want to play him. That offense is legit. So watch out. Watch out. All right. Yo, next we got Darren Breyer, baby, is here. A fat boy fadeaway sports. My man, what's going down? Jason, first of all, I'm just impressed you said that last name correctly. My whole life, that has been not pronounced well. So well done on the first try for never doing it. So very impressive. Uh, on that, I'm like C. Henry said. I, I've been watch all. I listened to all your guys, sh- uh, your show. So uh, I'm kind of glad to be able to kind of talk football here with what four weeks left till playoffs. I mean, oh, this is like this is prime time here. Ready? Like this is the best part of the year in some regards. So uh, looking forward to talking with you guys. All right. Hey, we got some talking to do, and we're going to talk about your team and tell everybody who your team is. <laughs> I got the Raiders here. Yeah, that's yep. – uh, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, that's a tough uh, tough one. We had – it was funny, on our podcast this week, I went on a, just a massive rant on the Raiders this week. And I, I really I said only the fan bases I can think of in the last 23 years that can feel me. R.C. Henry's Lions and maybe another <laughs> team out there. So, I mean, that's where I'm at right now with the Raiders. So, oh, man. I – this guy, let's wear that hat on this budget. <laughs> I'll work for you, baby. I'll work for you. I need mean, to here. i work for you. All right. I appreciate that. On 33, we call them F- the Fugazi team, the fake team. Like, they're supposed to be good, but they're not. It's like, what's going on over there? But that's all another story. We're not going to pound on you that, man. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. All right. Hey, and we got a couple of co-hosts also in the house. We got my man, Terrell Jenkins from Realism Sports Corp. Joined by his co-host Tommy Simmers in the house. Well, what's going on, fellas? Not much. Not much. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Excited to have you guys. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, Darren. You can't, you can't, you can't talk about only Detroit Lions or your organization. I'm a Washington fan. We're the most dysfunctional, (laughs) horrible organization over the past tons of years. Come on, you you know what I'm saying. 
that's that is well played and yeah. i would say my owner and your owner are right there beforehand mr davis has not been the best in that regard either for the last 25 years so i feel your pain man you're right that's you, you, hey, i'll take josh jacobs Devonte adams and Carr. <laughs> but i'll take your record sir i'll take your record you guys can complain but both of you guys have both lifted up the lombardi man sometimes <laughs> in your lifetime or maybe before your before your time Hey. It's happened, man. Here, still a pipe dream, baby. Still a pipe dream, baby. But we believe one day King had a dream. We got a dream too. One day, the lines have been a rule. One day. So, so what's up with all the Raiders? Are you just trying to make Darren happy? Yeah, man. When I saw that he was gonna be on there, I said, "Let me go ahead and rock the league." You know, what I, I mean? can't believe it. I wear different. I wear different hats. I will never wear a cowboy oh, hat, and I wear different yeah. different lids. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's sacrilegious, right there. As a Broncos fan, I'll never, you'll never catch me with that Raiders hat on. <laughs> not, not, not ever. Tommy, you're a fan of who now? Now the Denver Broncos. That's why I'm so excited yeah. to be here. As an eliminated team, we don't have much to do besides talk. So it's it's our time of year. Uh, man, we got to say what's up to Nathan saying uh, what's up over there in the show. Yo, thank you, my brother. Thank you. Yeah, he, he is a Cowboys fan mm. over here, so he's got some bragging to do right now, and I understand that. That's that's fine. All right, yo, so we, we're going to have some fun. we got a lot of shit to do on the show today. We're going to have some good times over here. Uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, all the games. We're going to make our game picks, but we're going to do the spread, all right, which is always tougher. But sometimes for people, it's a little bit easier. We'll see how it goes. We're going to play a game of who you got. We're going to talk about two quarterbacks. Everybody's going to tell me who they would pick and why. And also, to end it off, we're going to do a little fantasy action by going through each game, taking a matchup, and saying who's going to do better. And again, we'll give our reasons why. So we're going to have a lot of fun on the show. You guys can chime in over there on the sideline if you'd like to. Let's get into it. But uh, something interesting I wanted to get into with you guys, you know, seeing that like Tampa is five and six now, and we've seen other teams like, you know, thinking about Seattle back like 10 years ago when they were seven and nine in their division. Should the NFL just go to two conferences and have the best seven teams? Darren, I'll start with you. I, you know, it's funny. I, I feel that way in basketball, but I don't feel that way in football. I don't know what it is. I, the divisions to me matter a little bit more in football. Like there's something about like the four teams, like the history of it. I enjoy a little bit and the way they play two games against each other every year. And then they mm-hmm. kind of play against the other division perfectly set up every year. I, I there's, I think it's fair. I mean, you can't determine every year who's going to get hurt. A lot of that's part of these factors, right? And then, like, oh, sure. they depend on, now the NFL depends so heavily on young players, too. I, I just feel like the divisions are the NFL. I, I, I wouldn't want to see them go to two conferences, to, to, uh, to two conferences and then straight up like that. I, I don't, I would, I want to keep the divisions. I hear you. All right. Well, uh, Tommy, let me, let me ask you what you think about that. I mean, again, you have two conferences, yeah, you get the best seven teams and, you don't have to get rid of rivalries necessarily. You can still have those games, you know, given in a 17-game schedule. So I don't know how much, you know, really would affect it. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? And as far as the divisions go, one wrinkle I do want to add in, Darren, that I should have brought up to you, which, of course, you do know, is that they changed it to four divisions going back about 20 years ago. So when it was three, it was a little more competitive to try to get into the playoffs and whatnot. But, Tommy, let me get your thoughts on it. Right now, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to get rid of any type of division type scenario. We haven't seen a particular division just rule in and out, in and out, in and out. The teams still fluctuate. Maybe not the best seven get in every every year. That's that's typical because we have divisions where we have games within the season 
that matter because of the rivalry. That's how the lower-seeded teams actually bring in fans into these games. It's through that rivalry of the division. If we were to do away with that, we would really be doing a disservice to the season itself. Uh, granted, we have a better postseason, but the season itself would suffer. Okay, fair. All right, I like it. I like it. Rivalries do make the NFL even that much more better, even though it's pretty much as perfect as you can get, even though I still have other ideas on how you can make it better. But nevertheless – uh, Terrell, I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think that it's unfair that if you have such a dominant division, like, you know, let's say the AFC East or the NFC East right now is doing really, really well, but, you know, uh, because the division-wise, you know, they may not get in. What do you think? No, you cannot change it at all for multiple yeah. reasons. Like you brought it up, Seattle in the earthquake game with Marshawn Lynch. We still yeah. talk about that. Those Those events would never happen. We would never yeah. even know anything like that. Also, yeah. we like the parody of it. You don't play the same teams. Everybody doesn't play the same teams all the time. So who knows if you would have beat that team or that team would have beat that team or whatnot. So you're getting rid of all that. As far as rivalries go, if you want to build new ones, since it's a new 17-game schedule, the way they do the divisions anyway, how they alternate or whatever, make that last game or a game in the middle, it doesn't matter, a rivalry like the NFC East, you're always going to play the AFC East or something like that. Then you're going to start making some rivalries that way. Okay. Okay. I think what you're saying, I like that. You see, I like the creativity of the minds over here. I don't know. See, to end it with you, do you think that, and if you're still down with the divisions like everybody else is, and again, I like the divisions as well, but I'm all for the best teams getting in, but that doesn't always happen. Do you think maybe going back to three divisions would help clarify the better teams in, in the conference? Uh, you know what? Yes and no. I think when, when we talk about the best team, it's, it's really subjective anyway. You know, we look at records and, you know, that kind of define things for us um, as the regular season kind of plays itself out. But as we've seen so many times before, like we talk about, you know, um, the Seattle uh, team before, we everyone wanted to say that they didn't belong and they shouldn't, you know, they won a weak division. They didn't belong there, but they won a playoff game. So now, how do we say they don't belong? A team like, you know, Tampa Bay this year, the wheels seem to have fallen off. They're still kind of in the playoff kind of hunt. And when you look mm -hmm. at Tampa Bay, if they somehow can get healthy, they are going to be a team that is going to be probably favored in a playoff game and uh, a, a game that's going to be probably at home, you know, and we and people say, but they don't belong and, and, and they don't deserve a home game. Well, if they don't belong, they don't deserve a home game. What's the big deal? They're in. They shouldn't belong. They should, you know, they don't deserve a home game. So they, it should be an easy win for whoever, you know, they match up with. But we've seen so many times before that that's not been the case. So keep it how it is. We only really get every other five, ten years, we get a mediocre team that's kind of even, you know, kind of kind of jogs this kind of conversation even come up. Yeah. So just keep it how yeah. it is and, you know, let the you know, chips fall where they may. Now I may be screaming well, in a couple of weeks if my Lions kind of fall fall prey to one of these teams, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles, man. We should have beat Minnesota earlier. Yes. <laughs> because yeah, Minnesota is not one of the top seven teams. Y'all are better than them. Uh, they were up by 10 points. That's, that's tough. Ten wins is ten wins. In the fourth. Oh, God. Yep, Detroit. They, again, but now they're learning how to win these games. But hopefully it's not too little too late. They still have a chance over here. They may have to win out completely, which – Maybe tough to do, but also hope that the Giants and the Jets, uh, the Jets, Giants, Redskins, which don't exist anymore, obviously, Washington yeah, Redskins, and Redskins. Seattle. But yeah, I still say it. I know I can't help it, Terrell. I still say they it. Play this I week, love so, you know somebody. Somebody's going to fall back to the past. 
Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's going to fall back. It does always look Seattle lost last night, you know, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, let's get into a couple of things over here again before the game picks. I want to do a little who you got. So let's start it up. Darren, who you got in this quarterback battle over here? Would you rather have Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? I would take uh I would take probably take Joe Burrow. That would take be my Burrow. pick. Nothing against there. I do like Lamar Jackson, but there's I like there's something about Joe Burrow's kind of big game capability that I'm a little that he's shown in college and he's shown in the pros. And I don't know if Moxie's still a word, but he does have a little bit of that when he's uh when he's on the field. And I don't mind the cigar after the game either. Like I kind of like that kind of helps me a little bit too. So I'm gonna go Burrow in that uh, in that battle right there. He is one confident, cocky son of a bitch, man. There is no doubt about it, Tommy. I don't know. What do you think? Would Burrow or the uh, the amazement of Lamar Jackson? And his I'll right? go with the NFL MVP. Uh, I'm going with Lamar. And okay. people for for the reason that most people would say not to take him, and that's I'm, I don't trust Joe Burrow's health. He does take hits. He's taken a lot of hits. He's been injured a lot. His knee is bad. He can't take another hit to it and be the same QB that he is now more so than Lamar. Um, th- that that's something that's scary to me. I don't need another Joe Flacco standing in the pocket. Um, and Burrow right now does have that mobility that gets him around the pocket. He can't take another hit. That's, that's something that would hurt. That would hurt to see Lamar. On the other hand, he's, th- I, I believe he has a better arm than people give him credit for. He could slow down and still be great. Hey, I'm with you, man. He does have a much better arm and more accurate than people think as well. So I like that you backed it up with a good answer. Both of you did. All right, let's keep it going. Terrell, what do you think, man? No, it's, you're it's shaking funny. his head. It's funny how GM Tommy's talking about, I'm worried about Burrow's health. Well, Lamar Jackson ain't even playing this week. But he's still hurt. He's still hurt. He ain't playing. He, he, he talking about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow came out in the news and said, what? He's talking about playing Tom Brady this week. He said, I'm not better than everybody at one particular thing, but I'm right there with them in everything. Mm. Joe Burrow is the answer, hands down, period, Ooh. period. One more hit, he's not going to get that contract. You're trying to get $200 million guaranteed? You might not get $20 million guaranteed if you keep mm. on getting hit like that. Just saying. Man, you know what? That's real interesting right now. Yep, Lamar right now is the one that's going to be on the bench. We know he ain't playing this weekend. We'll see if he's going to play the following weekend. And Joe Burrow, see – is the one who's put himself in the uh, MVP conversation, not Lamar. So I don't know if that sways your answer right there. Um, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is, is, has done a lot, man. And I'm, I'm I'm traditionally a Lamar guy, man. But right now, man, Lamar, like you said, man, is on the shelf right now. You know, we can't talk about you know injuries without talking about Lamar. He, he's missed, I think. You know, what I'm saying I don't think he's played a full season. You know, since he's been in the league. Hmm. So in, injuries and his playing style is definitely um, a problem, but. I would give Joe Burrow the edge right now, but, you know, and I like the moxie and I like his abilities and all that, but it's really not about him. It's about the surrounding pieces that he has. He's got two top-notch receivers. He's got a much-improved offensive line. He's got a, um, a, a, a a very, very talented running back behind him. He's sure. got a great offensive mind, you know, coaching him behind, behind the scenes, putting, you know, plays together for him. So he's just in a better situation system-wise. You know, he's very, very talented himself. But, I mean, he's got two rock stars at receiver. We haven't even seen um, Lamar would get a a, a a quality wide receiver. I know, I know, it's too bad. Like they've been re- relying on Rashad Bateman to come around and you know be healthy and everything, but really to rely on him. I mean, no offense to him, but come on, you got to do better than that. They got to help him out. All right, 
All right, hey, Jason, all right. Hey, Jason, yeah. real quick, can I ask you one question though? Of course. Because the Ravens have been known to put pieces together to win games, right? Win big games and one with Joe Flacco, won the Super Bowl. Why is it that they haven't given anything to Lamar Jackson on the outside? Tommy was talking about how great he can throw. Is it that he can't throw? And that's why they keep giving him 45 different running backs to run? <laughs> you know, I, I, I asked the same question about the Green Bay Packers. Why don't they give anybody to Aaron Rodgers to throw? And you know what? I don't know what the answer is. I think that they value other positions a lot more and know that. And I do agree to the to, to the point where the game is won in the trenches. You've got to build your offensive and defensive line. But at the same time, you have a star quarterback. You want it to shine. We saw Aaron Rodgers with Devontae Adams without him. And look, all you have for Lamar Jackson is Mark Andrews, and God bless him, but he can't do everything in the entire world. So I'm with you, man. I really don't understand it. I don't. They just value other spots more. It, it, it is a weird thing. I really took a couple of receivers though in the first round though recently. That are that just yeah, haven't panned out. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, maybe they just don't develop the receivers as well. I mean, that's part of their you know, they develop these other positions maybe better too with the scheme as well. Like I like see I like Sandry's point there. Like, you know, Lamar Jackson does have that ability. Maybe we haven't seen it yet with the throwing. I just we just haven't seen it yet in the big game, I guess, with like Burrow did last year a little bit. Maybe that's where it's like I need to see, you know what I mean? Like, there's that. What have you done for me lately? Maybe more in my head than what I, you know, than what. Yeah. Even, even, even when you look at somebody like, like, like Brady, you know, what I'm saying he was, he was auto, I mean, automatically dialed in from, from the, from the beginning. But when you give him a weapon like a, a Randy Moss, you saw his game go to a whole oh, another sure. level. When you look at a Josh Allen, who, exactly. you know, who's dealing with digs, and when you look at, you know, Justin Herbert, who's dealing with um, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I mean, you you, you kind of need that other piece to really, really, truly unlock the quarterback. I mean, hell, you look at Jared Goff. I mean, he's got a mind riding, well, you know what I'm saying, and pretty much nothing else, and he's playing at a different level. So you kind of need one of those guys to me to truly evaluate um, Lamar. But at this point, you know, you got to give it to you got to give it to uh, Joe Burrow for what he's got around him, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. But I get where Tommy's coming from with Lamar. If he did have those type of weapons, and look, why doesn't he have any of the weapons? that Look at all the great wide receivers that have been drafted in the past three years when you think about Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddell, um, you know, Devonta Smith. I mean, Jameson Williams that just got drafted. All these guys, Garrett Wilson that just came out, you know, um, George Pickens. I mean, there's so many guys. Why isn't Baltimore jumping on any of them? I don't understand, but they got to make a move. They really do. So, Tommy, I get your point, man. Have a little more uh, power over there. That would help. Let me do a couple of more of these before we get to our game picks. Uh, Aaron, let me start with you again. How about Tua or Dak? <laughs> uh, man, I think I'm going to go Dak in this one. I feel okay. like for Tua, I feel like, again, <laughs> The receivers, right? Like, well, it's a massive jump in his game. And uh, as much as I'm not the biggest Dak fan in the world, like this, you know, sit up here and be like, yeah, Dak's the, you know, he's better than this guy. I do think he's proven a lot more than Tua has at this point to where I got to take Dak um, over Tua. Dak has a better resume. There's no doubt about it. Tua is playing better this year. Is that going to be Probably. I don't know. What do you think between these two? <laughs> I'm taking Dak over Tua. From what I've been able to see, his mobility and another injury concern on Tua's side. Um, Tua's got head issues. He's got hip problems. He's he's a pretty brittle quarterback. 
Um, and I, I have a question as arm strength. The reason that Miami's been able to be shut down, like, you know, a lot of people have stated that middle of the field, once it's been shut down, is it's over for him. He can't throw outside the numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Dak can hit outside the numbers, and that, that's, that means more than anything. I'll take the quarterback that's got more field. Listen, you're right. You make great points. And I remember saying that on my show about four or five weeks ago. They were playing Detroit, and I'm like, listen, Detroit can score a lot of points. If they could just cover the middle of the field, they're going to be able to stop this Miami defense or offense or at least slow them down. They didn't do that. They ended up getting crushed. They made second-half adjustments, in which they shut Miami down in the second half, but too little too late. So you make a good point right there. So uh, let me get to you two guys also. Uh, Yo, Mr. Jenkins, what do you think? Tua or Dak? We're talking about right now, right? Talking about right Right now? now. Right Right now. now. I'm going to have to go with Tua by default, only because when you look at it, What's going on? Y'all here? Yeah, we got you. We, got we you. you. I'm going by two about default because why? Yeah, since Dak's been back, they've had the number one offense and all that. But that's because of the running game. That's because of the running game and the defense setting up that offense. That defense is top three in the league. That running game is official. Simple as that. Dak Prescott has thrown eight interceptions in the seven weeks he's been back. Tua has no defense. He's got a whole bunch of retreads at running back. He has nothing to help him. Sure, he's got weapons on the outside or whatever, but defense doesn't put you in the situations to get these easy, successful scores and different things, changing the field. That's the things that happen. That Prescott, since he's been in the league, has been handed everything, offensive line power, Ezekiel Elliott Young, all these different things, and never has gotten over the hump. This is the first time Tua actually has had an offensive-minded coach that, that actually believes in him. And he's and he's doing things, you know. Yeah, he did have the little head issue, whatever, whatever. But that just got hurt too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been loving Tua for like for a while now because I remember I remember watching him in college and he was throwing bombs. I'm like, oh, you know, he'll be able to do that in the NFL. Give him a little bit of time. He was hurt. Uh, he was injured first year, second year. Then he got hurt for three games this year. But until the last couple of weeks, he's been on fire. I think they'll get it back. Mike McDaniel is creative enough for them to figure it out. Now, is Tua better than Dak overall? I'm not sure. That's a really close one. That's why I wanted to ask you guys. So, uh, no. One thing, Jason, one thing. And you forget the past couple of weeks who's he's played. He's played elite defenses. He just played your Niners. Yes. And in the beginning of the game, what did he do? Touchdown, boom. Turfield, real quick, those are the things that he can do. That right. defense was just so good, and they had no running game. I had Jeff Wilson in, in fantasy, and he had like two carries, then he got hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, you know, no what I mean? come back I in there. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott behind me. You know, no come back yeah. in there. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, see, take it home. What do you think? I'm torn. I'm torn, man. I was a believer of uh, Tua, you know what I'm saying, from college. Um, you know, I, I, I love what he's done so far this year. You know, he ha- he's probably been a, a, a fringe MVP candidate up until the last couple of weeks. But I'm going to tell you, man, that head injury, I think that really, really took a lot out of him um, for the first time in a the, in the long time. The last couple of weeks, man, he's got a little happy in the pocket. And when guys have gotten a real good shot on him and or driven him into the ground, he seemed a little bit shaky, man, after that. So I think um, – I think he's got a little bit of the yips, a little bit of the yips um, in terms of pure ability. You know, he can throw the football with anybody. Um, there may be some questions of can he get it out, you know what I mean, to the to the, to the sideline, uh, from the pocket, under duress. Um, I think he can, but I think that, you know, he may have – it may take him a little bit more than what it takes at the quarterbacks. Um, when, it, when it comes to Dak, 
Who would I rather have? I'd probably rather have Dak. I think Dak is a little bit more um, sturdy, even though he does have some injury concerns of, him, of, of his own. But he's a little bit more sturdy, has a bigger arm. And I think, you know, I trust him a little bit more in the moment. We've seen Dak make plays with an assortment of players. We've only seen Tua make plays so far with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, two of the best to do it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, I'm leery to kind of, you know, saying crown him as of yet. Yeah, listen, I, I, if you put Dak under center in Miami, I think that he would do just as well as Tua or maybe even better. So if you want to weigh it like that, maybe that's the way to go. We'll so. switch, to, switch to defenses and the running backs too. Don't forget about that. Yeah. Don't forget about top three defense and a double arsenal at running back. That's that's lethal. That's definitely fair. fair. But you know what? Obviously, Tua has better weapons to throw to. I mean, you're not that, you know, look, C.D. Lamb is good, uh, maybe even better than good. He's above average, I would say. He's a wide receiver. You know, you got Mm -hmm. Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, okay. Not too much for him to throw to, but he's putting up the yards. And, yes, you can say he's doing that because they're afraid of the run game. But – He's getting the ball out to his backs also. And, yeah, Tony Pollard doing a lot of the work. So, again, good argument. Hey, look, I'm a Tua fan. When we started the year, we do on the show a quantum league player. He was my quantum league player for the year, my quantum league quarterback. So, I like being right. So, still, I kind of want to be that way. <laughs> anyway, I want to do one more, and then we're going to get to the picks over here. And here's a big one because these are two fresh new quarterbacks. And looks like they're both starting to begin to oh, come into God. their own. And that would be Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. I knew You got it. You, you're psychic, man. You're psychic. You're, you're on that shit. You're on that shit. All right, we're going to come around to you. But, Darren, you first, man. So we got Lawrence, who has, you know, been on fire, actually, for like the past four or five weeks. And we can see, you know, why he was the number one overall pick. He hasn't shown it really yet, but starting to get there. And Justin Fields, who is – an absolute nightmare. You cannot defend this guy. You know, once he really gets his accuracy down and his decision-making down, he's going to be a nightmare, a total nightmare. So who do you like? Who do you got going forward? My heart is telling, has always been with Fields. Like, that's kind of where I want to go with this. But, you know, I I see the natural – You've always we've always been able to see the natural ta- talent in Lawrence, even from Clemson. Like, it's there. Like, it's like your prototypical quarterback, right? You throw it mm-hmm. like – but there's part of me like where this is like, well, Darren, this isn't the same. You, did you make this argument against it? Why you picked Burrow? So like <laughs> I should stay with Lawrence, right, in this scenario. But, man, well, I, Fields this year. And it, I think part of it is for me is the Bears. They just have such a horrible history of quarterbacks. Uh, I kind of want this guy to be able to turn it around a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to take Lawrence because that is okay. a smart decision in this regard. So I, ta- I, I, I stand with Lawrence. I think Fields is a nightmare in scenarios like that one game. He was ridiculous this year when he went 164 rushing. And the run he had was like just an elite athlete type level run. So, uh, But I do worry about his throwing in a consistent situation, especially without receivers at this point either, consistent receivers. So I'm, I'm going to take, uh, take Lawrence. I, I hear you. I don't know. Like, but I feel like Tommy Fields is like the last quarterback, including Lamar Jackson, that I really want to face right now. And it doesn't mean that he's the best quarterback out there, but yeah. it's a nightmare, man. He really yeah. is. But what are your thoughts, bro? I'm I'm a huge, uh, huge Fields guy. Um, yeah. I'm I his his athletic ability, that four three speed. When I seen the forty come out on the combine, I was like, draft him in the first round because you only get this once every ten years. Um, on that first, especially on that first contract. People are sleeping on that he's on his first contract. It's a limited contract. 
It's a five-year window. And his ability as a five-year does non-developmental QB, he, his five-year shot is huge because he's got the athletic ability. Mm-hmm. Where Lawrence is going to need to learn a system, learn an offense, learn a receiver to be able to exploit his prototype quarterback nature. Fields can step on any team and take it over. So, and that that's really what excels at that rookie level. So seeing that is amazing. And then I look at Lawrence and I think he's a prototype quarterback. Out of the prototype quarterbacks in NFL, where does he rank? Is he better than Burroughs? No. Is he better than Mahomes? No. Is he better than Allen? No. Is he is he better than Tua? We're, we're, we're falling pretty far on this list now. He's starting to get down to seven and eight. So yeah. in his class, he might he might be a seven. And that's that's not where where Fields is class. He he's looking like he could take over one as the most mobile threat in, in the QB position. That's a damn good point. I like that. That's very well said right there because, yeah, there is different, you know, classes and levels and tiers and whatever you want to call it of quarterbacks. And Lawrence is definitely not the first guy you think of when you no. say, yeah, he's the one I want on my team. I, I like that. I like that. That's well said. Terrell, we're going to come back to you. See, but you take us right now. What do you think? Uh, tough one here. Tough one here. I like both guys. Um, again, I think you can kind of talk about, you know, again, we're still trying to, you know, figure out. Um, how they're going to play the position. They play the position a little bit, you know, differently. I do think that Lawrence, um, his his athleticism is a little bit, um, uh, we don't give him enough credit for his athleticism that he brings to the game. He does, um, can make plays with his feet. Neither one of them are still playing with great weapons. We know that Jacksonville spent a lot of money and Christian Kirk has been a heck of a surprise, but I still would have him as probably a top-notch wide receiver three, maybe middle-of-the-road wide receiver two, and then Zay Jones and Marvin, you know, Great guys, but, you know, kind of longer in the tube where Marvin is. Zay, you know, again, not great talents at the wide receiver spot, but he's still making plays and looks like he's definitely benefiting from the coaching that he's received. Yeah, Evan Ingram ain't going to score two touchdowns and have 140 yards again. That's I, listen, I have forgot about him until last week. I didn't even know that he even had him on the squad. No, that was crazy. It so was an APB put out for him, man, but he showed up last <laughs> um, But um, when you look at Fields again, who is he throwing to over there, man? Cole Komet, Velas Jones. Darnell uh, Mooney. Claypool got hurt. Mooney's hurt. So, really, it's kind of hard to evaluate him. It's going to be key for them to get some weapons um, around both of these guys. I think if they get him a, a, a bona fide weapon on the outside, either one of them, we could really, really see, you know, um, both of them blossom. But, hey, I think either one of them, are, are, are you? they're both going to be winners in this league. I think if you had to, you know, peg one who's got the brighter future, ah, the way the league is going, I would say Justin Fields mm-hmm. has the brighter future. But you know how it goes. They, you know, I would give Lawrence maybe a slight nod right now. Yeah, and I think he is better than some of those guys that you named, man. Some of those guys you named, they got some great receivers with them, man. We haven't seen Trevor, you know, play with one of those type of guys. For the league's sake, hopefully they both shoot. Go off oh, and yeah. great oh, because yeah. you know Jacksonville and Chicago are two <laughs> franchises that ain't got nothing going on. So that would really help out if they can get their shit yeah. together over there. All right, yo, hey, Jason. Before you go to your picks, I know you got the, the the show tuned up, but I got a quick one for you to turn back on you, real all right. quick. If we got time, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, we got all the time in the world, okay. bro. Purdy or Lance. <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> that, that you, you know you're hurting me right now asking me that question. You know how much that hurts right now. Let's oh, talk God. about it. Oh, well, damn. Okay, I'll tell you this. Here's how it is. 
and I've seen very little of both of them, obviously. What I've seen in Trey Lance so far is a major work in progress. Purdy is a work in progress that has less parts that you have to put together. So it's easier for him to work and become that workable machine and deal with the 49ers offense, where Trey Lance, he brings more. He's got more parts. He's got more stuff to put together, and you're trying to work that into the 49ers offense, where you don't want to base everything around the quarterback. The 49ers offense works best when you base it around the run game and motion and play action, not based around the quarterback. So that's how I would have to put it to you. So part so who's got the who's got the brighter future? The brighter future? Uh I would say that Trey Lance has got the brighter future. Uh, is it in San Fran? And then I'm yeah. done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. It's the San Fran. It's the San Fran. It is. Okay. It's San All Fran. right. That's where it's gonna happen. If it's gonna happen, that's where it will happen. Good answer. There we go. So what do you think, uh, uh, Terrell, before we close side over here, before we go to uh, our game picks? Oh, about Justin Fields? and Yeah, Fields and uh, Lawrence. I mean, it's no question. And, and I am a Washington fan, so I am kind of bitter that we didn't take Justin Fields when we had the opportunity to take him. But when I look at it, I mean, I look at the organization. They are not, like you said, they're not giving him any weapons. And it reminds me of a generic Lamar Jackson. They're not doing anything to help him. All, he, all we really get impressed by is his running ability. We don't really know about the throwing. I haven't really seen a lot of things just like Lamar Jackson. And those type of quarterbacks are not winning. Y'all keep saying it. That's the way the league's going. No, it's not. Trevor Lawrence can run. He's got athleticism. He's running all over Alabama's defense in college. People forget about this. Just because he had Urban Meyer, who's having a bar, chilling with college students as a coach for those years, never giving up the, the organization that he needs to get to the next level. Now he has a QB whisperer as a coach. And you see the game elevate just now. So imagine when he spent some money. We, we're talking about Zay Jones on the show. Zay Jones? <laughs> Zay Jones? Really? You talk about Evan Ingram? Come on now. That just tells you Trevor Lawrence. When you look at Trevor Lawrence, he looks like a, a gazelle running down there. He can throw it as far as anybody else. It's by far Trevor Lawrence. He's got legs like a gazelle, too. By yeah. far. <laughs> All right. Sunshine out there. All right. Good arguments on both sides. I like it. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Here we go. Yeah, let's make some picks over here. First game, we got the Colts and Vikings. All right. So Indianapolis is – an underdog getting four points going into Minnesota. So the Vikings are favored by four. Minnesota's got the 10th-ranked offense. Their problem is that they're really bad on defense, especially against the pass. So that can open up a big day for Michael Pittman. But then Justin Jefferson is on the other side. More weapons for Minnesota. They need the game more if they want to stay in that second spot or maybe even contend for the first spot in the NFC Conference. Darren, what do you think? Uh, I think I'm going to take the, I think I'm going to take the Colts with the spread. I think I'm going to okay. take the Colts with the spread on this one. I, the Vikings have just proven all year long. They play close games. So I don't me know too. why I should go against that hunt. You know, they, they've been showing me the whole year that that's what they yeah. do. So I'm going to stay with the Colts. I don't necessarily think the Colts are unreal. Indeed, but I think they sat Saturday's done enough to get them to play in games at that moment. So, and the Vikings do enough to keep you in games as well. So, I think that combination uh, with that number, four and a half, I, I'm going to take the Colts. Indy was in that game at Dallas till the fourth quarter, and yeah. then it was 33 to nothing. Then they weren't. Then they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. 
I'm keeping records, by the way. These are over here. All right, Tommy. So uh, Indy is getting four points in Minnesota. Do you think that they can even win the game outright, or do you think they can cover? What are your thoughts? I, I got Minnesota to cover that yeah. um, that game. They've got a game wrecker in Zadarius Smith. He's just insane. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the Colts are going to put together at QB. I don't know how that's going to look. And I think that's really bad news for anybody going against that level of the of an edge. Uh, that that's the number one increase for that game. I see a turnover a battle and that Minnesota wins. So that gives them the, that gives them the touchdown win. That's, okay. that's a seven point win. Okay. All right. Going for the touchdown win over there. All right, Terrell, what do you think? First and foremost, I think the Minnesota Vikings are frauds. They will be eliminated <laughs> in the first round by whoever they play frauds. Most but I'll take Minnesota covering the four points simply because the offensive firepower, the Colts are missing their two starting corners. Justin Jefferson's going to have a field day with them. I mean, mm. Justin Jefferson's going to kill. I see Dalvin Cook coming out the backfield, a couple touchdowns. They're not going to be able to keep pace with Minnesota. But they're still frauds. But they'll cover the four. All right. No doubt. No doubt. Hey, you know what? Darren did say that Minnesota played, no, no matter what, they play really close games. And this year they're winning them. So it could be a tight game against Indianapolis. It could be, even though their record is, what, 4-8-1 and one right now? Yeah. I don't know. See, what do you think? Well, you know, uh, Minnesota just got blew out last week by the Detroit Lions, so let's keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, <laughs> but, um, they definitely been playing a lot of one-score games. I think that this could possibly be a one-score game, but, you know, uh, like Terrell said, um, I think it's going to be hard for um, the Colts to keep up in this game. You know, Matt Ryan's going to be playing. Maybe you have an inspirational game from Jonathan Taylor, but I think it's just going to be hard for them to keep up. But I think um, the, 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 the Vikings cover. I see okay. 27-20, man, Vikings. All right. Um, I think the Vikings are going to cover this one also because I think that Minnesota will have a hard time uh, scoring points. I think they're going to try the run game out, and I think they'll have some success with it for a while, but halftime adjustments will be made. They'll stack up the box. Michael Pittman could hurt them a little bit, but Minnesota, too much firepower. I think they'll take the game. uh, Give me like 27 to 17 kind of score. So I think Minnesota will cover. So you're going Lone Ranger on this one here, Darren. All right. All right. Now we got the Ravens and the Browns. All right. Ooh, so the wow. Browns, all right, <clears throat> minus three in this game. They're favored, actually. Why? Because Tyler Huntley is in the game. So Baltimore is eighth on defense, surprisingly. You think that they'd be a lot worse than that, but they've been playing better. Again, no Lamar in this game. And Deshaun Watson has not been playing like Deshaun Watson that we have known to see over the past three, four seasons. Is it going to get it back together this season? This game, excuse me, is the question. So the Browns, minus three. The Ravens getting three going into Cleveland. What do you think happens here, Darren? I'm going to take the road team again. And this this was a tough one for me. I thought that when we were going, this was a really hard one because I was like, I could see a scenario where like (laughs) the Ravens do nothing again on offense and the Browns get, you know, just a couple scores there. The Ra- and the weird thing about the Ravens is that like, it feels like they lost the last two games. Like, it doesn't even feel like they won them. They, you know what I mean? It's like I kind of count them as losses. Like, I'm like, they're 9-4. and four? What happened? Like, yes. you know, it's kind of a weird deal. I agree. I know. I know. How are they 9-4? And, and they actually are still percentage points over the Bengals right now leading your division. But I do like their run. I know, like, there's a you – know, Chubb's obviously, to me, he, I love him as a running back. But I think the Ravens defense has – is still they're pretty capable on that run defense – and they, I don't know, like they, ha- I, I'm going to take the Ravens in the spread in this one. You're giving me points with them. That's where I'm going to, I'm going to take them. Yeah. Look, Huntley's not a bad player. And J.K. Dobbins is back in the lineup right now. So 
it's going to be the J.K. Dobbins show, uh, you know, over there for Baltimore, I would imagine, in this game, Tommy. Uh, I don't know. What do you think happens here? This is another close one with Cleveland, three points. I'm, I'm going to take Ravens and the spread because I, I do like the Ravens to win this. Uh, I agree with the J.K. Dobbins comment. It's going to be a heavy pound game, um, and I don't think Cleveland can put it together with the addition of Roquan Smith. Uh, loved 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 watching Hamilton play. He was my favorite safety coming out the draft. He was looking horrible, and then they got this general in the middle of the field, mm. and the entire secondary lit up, um, and it's really helped the Ravens cover the entire field, just that one guy plugging the hole. He, he reminds me of Keekley, sideline to sideline, every gap. They just don't worry about the second level anymore, and that's going to kill the Browns. Yeah, that's a good call right there. I like that. That's well done, well said. You know what? I'm going to go right ahead. I'm going to take – you see, I'm going to take Baltimore uh, for a big reason is the fact that if Cleveland does win, it'll probably only be by a field goal. The fact that they're favored three, I'm going to go with the odds and play the field basically and go ahead and go with the other side. I think it's going to be an even matchup because I think Deshaun – Maybe get some stuff together and Amari Cooper can play some wide receiver and get open against weak secondary. So I think that uh, Cleveland does have a chance, but Baltimore, I'll take them with the points. What do you think, Terrell? I'm taking Cleveland. Cleveland's looked like trash the past two weeks. John Watson finally has his coming out party against a division rival. Uh, Baltimore, yeah, when you talk about J.K. Dobbins, he's one hit away from going back on IR. They don't know what they really want to do. Huntley, I mean, Huntley is serviceable, but like you said, we ain't throwing the ball around nowhere. You know what I mean? Miles Garrett still plays for Cleveland. He can stop the run some. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, I just feel like Deshaun Watson, Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and actually the rebirth of Kareem Hunt coming out yeah. the backfield. Yeah. Linebackers yeah. for the Ravens cannot cover running backs coming out the backfield. Then Kareem Hunt shows up a little bit. Deshaun Watson gets his win. Could be a sneaky game with a lot of points here, C. I don't know. What do you think on this one? People are kind of split a little bit. You know what? Um, Deshaun's been slowly but surely, man, trying to get a little bit better, man. He was a little bit better last week. Um, when I look at both of these teams, they're a little bit banged up. Um, Cleveland's a little bit banged up defensively. Uh, Baltimore, obviously, Lamar is not going to play. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I can see Baltimore actually winning this game 17-16, 20-17, something like that. Okay. Or I could see Cleveland winning basically with the same score, but I don't think either one pulls away in this game. Um, so I'm going to take – you said uh, uh, the uh, Cleveland's favorite by three. Yeah, I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take, take Baltimore in the points, man. I think they can win this game sloppily, or they could lose it in a close one, like you said, probably by a field goal. So yeah, All um, right. I'm going to go Baltimore. Division game right there. Anything can happen, no doubt. Another division game right now, AFC East battle, where the Dolphins play the Bills this time in the cold. We know that they were using freaking heaters when they were in Los Angeles, of all places, in 50, 55-degree weather. It's going to be a lot colder than that in Buffalo. All right, so Buffalo is favored by seven points in this game, Darren. Buffalo is very, very even. They are fourth on offense. They're second on defense right now. Miami's got a very good offense, as we know, but their defense is tough. Uh, it's it, it is, is not as tough as we thought. Excuse me. They were better in the beginning of the year, but they've been falling off lately, letting up a lot of points in a lot of different ways. So I don't trust that defense, and it's a lot of points, but I think the Bills can handle it, and I think they're going to really give Miami a beatdown this time. Miami is not playing good football. They're going to need to get a rebirth over here. I don't think it happens this week. So, Darren, I'm going to take the Bills to cover the seven points. I'm going to roll with you on that one. The reason being is uh, 
I, I'm with you. I think they can cover the seven. I think they'll win by. I think they'll win by ten. That's what I, I have them winning thirty to twenty. That's what I had before. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, it's it's always an interesting factor for me when a quarterback hasn't played in cold temperature before. So I'm curious to see how Tua does in that. I think there, I saw something like he hasn't played in a game when he degrees or something. You know, so that's got. I'm not sure what that. And Buffalo, I've never been there, but it looks damn cold. Oh, it's it Northern California, where I've never seen snowfall. I'm pretty sure it's pretty cold out there. So, yeah. uh, that to me, that's an interesting point of it. The receivers. You know, like, can they get off in that? So I, I'm going to take the Bills. I just – I trust – they haven't been playing spectacular, I feel like, even though they've been winning. So I could see them kind of slipping up here a little bit too and let Miami hang in the game. But I'm going to just go with my instinct and take the Bills by 10. So I'm going to have them covering. Yeah, look, hey, look, I agree with you. But we know that Miami had already beaten them earlier this year. And it was ironic that it was the elements that helped them out in the heat in September in Miami. Now, Tommy – uh, you know, when you play football, after a little while, the cold really does go away, unless you're talking about like below zero type temperatures, which it's not going to be. But it's going to be very cold in Buffalo. So do you think that Tua and that team can kind of shake off the cold a little bit after a couple of series and get themselves into the game? Or do you think that Buffalo is going to ride? I, I have Buffalo riding. I've got I've got family in Buffalo. I've been there myself. And oh, all right. These, these guys – there, it's not just about the cold. It's how much this team loves the cold. It's how much this this fan <laughs> loves this weather. They are going. They're going to show you they want this to happen. That every bit of the negativity of this environment is is welcome, and they and they're they're having the time of their lives. And that type of attitude really affects the other team. A snow game in Buffalo is second to maybe a win game in Chicago that you just do not want. Yeah. Oh, oh, I love it. I love it right there. Well said right there. And that's coming from somebody who's been and in Buffalo. No, oh, it's a net. That's a net. They are ready to, they are ready for this. They want this. They want it. But they, it well, it's happening right now. It's happening. I love it. I love it. All right. What do you say, Terrell? I agree completely. I mean, like Tommy said, the fan base triggers the team. They, they, mm-hmm. you, you got Bill's Mafia. I mean, your fan base is Bill's Mafia. That, yeah. that's, that's something right there. That's going to get you hyped up. You're ready. And the one game that they moved to Detroit with all the snow, I bet you the fans would have wanted the game to still be played there, and they would have had their shirts off ready to go in all that snow. <laughs> that kind of mindset. I know I know. Waddle with the penguin and all that. Penguins like the cold, but they're not going to like this cold. Bill's Mafia, <laughs> easy. All right. Hey, heavy, heavy uh, spread over here against Miami. It was a good football team, but they've fumbled the past couple of games over here. See, so we're all liking Buffalo covering seven points. Are you with us? I'm going to tell you, man, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain here, man. I think this is one of those funny games. This is one of those funny games, man. And this is where, you know, this is a parlay buster, man. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to take Miami with the points. And here's why, you know, Buffalo. The weather, everyone's talking about the weather, but as a guy who's regularly in cold weather, Buffalo does not profile as your typical cold weather team. They are a very, very finesse team. They're not a team who's trying to run it down your throat 30 and 40 times and really, really pound it and take advantage of this weather. You know what I mean? They're going to try to fling it 30, 40 times. So if there's some inclement weather, it has a, a it could affect them in a, in a negative way as well. Um, do they trust Singletary? Do they trust uh, 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 who's the other guy? Uh, James Cook James out Cook. there. You know what I mean? Are they going to continue to put um, um, Josh Allen, you know, at risk and use him as basically their number one running back? So I think that 
Miami plays them twice a year. This is a must win for Miami. I'm not going to say they're going to win the game, but I think that um, they can keep it close. They, they, they know them pretty much pretty well. And, and you know, again, they want to get the ball into the hands of Tyreek uh, Hill, just like Josh Allen wants to get the ball into, uh, uh, you know, Stephon Diggs' hands. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think this is not going to be the biggest shootout that everyone thinks it, it's going to be. I, it really dep- depends on the track. Um, yeah, I think if, if it's cold, that's cool. But if it's not really, a, you know, a snow field, field um, and, and, and Tyreek can really move around and, and Jalen can really move around like they want to, I think they can keep it close. Hey, see, I think one of the better points that you made real quick before we move on to the next game is the fact that Buffalo playing in the weather as well, you know, whether it's snowing, windy, cold, all that. Because if you go back to last year when they played New England in that crazy game where New England ran the ball and only threw it, what, two or three times and ended up beating Buffalo, Buffalo was not ready for that game either. It wasn't like New England was some sort of juggernaut. So you're right. They have to play well in the cold weather as well. So I, I like that point. And you know what? You stood tall and you went with Miami on that one. Good for you. Good for on you. The se- on the seven. Let me be clear. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Exactly. With the spread. With the spread. Of course. Yeah, because Miami show. ain't got no running backs to compete with. Stevenson. Uh, uh, See, you know, you gotta, you know, I think this is a sneaky game for McDaniels because, um, you know, he, he kind of helped coordinate that offense out there in um, San Francisco. And they've been known for a strong off, uh, running game. The offensive line clearly isn't the same here. But, you know, hey. They kind of, you know, when you look at San Francisco, they're kind of built for that muddying type of style. You know what I mean? If you look for a, a cold weather team, San Francisco kind of embodies that, even though it's in Frisco. So maybe McDaniels can kind of resurrect that this week, and, and you know, let's see what let's see what Miami has to offer. Gonna find out. Gonna find you out. Saw the shirt he had on, right? I wish it were colder. Yeah, he was, yeah, I know. He was hype. I wish it was colder. Oh man, McDaniels. <laughs> well, his players like him, so he's doing something right over yeah. there. But yeah, they got to get back on track. No question. No question. All right. NFC South matchup the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints are favored by four points in this game. Desmond Ritter is coming in for Atlanta to play quarterback, Darren. Mm. What happens here? Oh, I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I, I, I really have no good reason for taking him either. I just, I think I'm going to just take the Saints in this. I, I, I wish I had like a, a really special reason to give it to you. It's just like rookie quarterback, <laughs> Dennis Allen, as much as I think he should get fired at the end of this season. I'm going to give him a little faith as a defensive coordinator here against a rookie quarterback. And uh, I'm going to give the Saints – I'm going to go with the Saints here, and I don't feel that great about it, people. <laughs> yeah, you know, this one's a tough game to pick oh, right man. here. Really tough game to pick. I mean, again, divisional matchup. Um, you are getting a rookie quarterback for Atlanta. That means they're probably going to run the ball a whole a lot. Quarterback for the Saints. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> the, the Saints, uh, look, they are you know still like a veteran type team. They do have a very good defense. So going against yeah. a rookie quarterback, Tommy, I think they may be able to take care of him. What are yeah. your thoughts? I, I think Lattimore has a chance to play. Um, oh, okay. And, you know that's the last piece of the puzzle for their defense. If he's on the field, that's this game could be a blowout. Ritter's not ready for the NFL game. We'll find that out really quick in this game. I didn't like him coming out the draft. Couldn't believe Atlanta took him. And I think he's going to cost them a, a shot to win a game, where which is kind of what they want. At this point in the season, when you take a quarterback that's not ready and you throw him in versus a defense like the Saints, you, you can't tell me it's not tanking. So Atlanta will get what they want today, and they'll go ahead and lose this game. Right, because they're actually in the running in the terrible division in the yeah, NFC South. They, they don't want to win. win. 
Yeah, they don't want to win. They don't because no. they know that they can't compete in the playoffs. Even if they got there, they have no shot. So yeah, that they are tanking. You're absolutely right about that, Desmond Ritter. Well, here you go. Uh, all right, what are your thoughts on this game, Terrell, over here with the Falcons? Um, they are getting four points against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. Yeah, you're gonna give away those points. I agree exactly what Tommy said. Look at their the, the, the real team, real people on the Falcons are the young guys. You know what I mean? You're thinking about Drake London. You think about Kyle Pitts. You think about these guys. With the Saints, like Darren said, the coach knows he's in hot water. Andy Dalton, who I have to start in fantasy playoffs. Mm. You know what I mean? He's one step away from never playing again. Jameis Winston, they don't know what they're going to do. They still have Alvin Kamara. Yeah. They still have him and that defense. They cover. And they can still win the division. They're one game away. Because the Very Bucks true. Crazy. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, they should have won. Should have won that game against Tampa, but they couldn't pull that one out. Sixteen to three with only a couple of minutes left. Still got another one left. Yeah, still crazy. got another one left. Oh, crazy, unbelievable games. But I'm going to go with uh, New Orleans. Also, um, I I think they cover. I think that the defense probably gets a couple of interceptions, maybe one for a touchdown, and that's the way that they'll cover, winning by about seven to ten points. So I like the four. What do you think, Sing? Um. Strangely enough, this is like a this game has some type of playoff implications somehow. I want to call it the toilet go home bowl, but it has, it has some type of playoff implications, so I can't overlook it. Um, Desmond Ritter, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, Mariota got hurt and then they put him on IR and then he like left. So I don't mean I don't I don't even know like they had to put him in there, didn't they? I mean, the quarterback yeah. just like man, I ain't even they calling him, you know what I'm saying? He's not answering. I'm <laughs> out. No text. They talk about no call, no shove on Wednesday, you know. All right, that's two points. That's two points. I Airplane mean, mode. <laughs> um, but I don't think I, I you know, I think he has the potential to be a good player, uh Ritter, that is, but they kind of have to see what they have in him because when you take him, he got taken in the third round. You're really not married to a third round pick, and then if you know, um, if they're gonna be possibly in the quarterback sweepstakes this year and or next. You know, you want to see what you have in them. So let's throw them out there and see what happens. And, you know, this is somewhat of a rivalry game, a, a, a divisional game. Sure. The Falcons and the Saints truly hate each other. Um, I'm hoping for Jameis somehow in this game. I don't know what has to happen for Jameis to get out here on the field. Oh, man. You <laughs> got me. I, like, I need Jameis. I need See? I forgot you got Dalton. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, man, listen. No way in my mind that I think that anybody would have anti-daughters <laughs> in a fantasy playoff. So just that you're even in it and, and, and have to do that is For a real. testament to your skill level, sir. So great. <laughs> Kudos to you. But um, yeah, I do win rings, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Saints. Give me give me the Saints, man. And, and all right. Uh but the, the the four though, can they win by four? Give me the Saints, man. Give me the Saints. Is Demario okay. Davis playing? As far as I know, he is, okay. but uh, so I can guarantee it. I think we'll give, we'll give him four, man. The Saints. Next one, we got a pretty big line on this one as well. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, best team in football, as far as I'm concerned. They're 12 and one right now, and they are laying nine points on the road to play the Bears in Chicago. And Philly, again, just one of those complete teams. First on offense, seventh on defense. Yeah, Justin Fields brings that whole amazing dynamic, but. Philly is very fast when it comes to the linebackers going east to west and even the corner nickel coming up. Philly can score a whole bunch of points. I don't think Chicago can keep up with them, but it's a lot of points, Darren, nine points. Can Philly cover that 
on the road. I kind of actually think the Bears give the Eagles a scare this week. I don't think they win, but I think they okay. kind of give them a little, just a little scare a little bit in the game here. So I think I'm going to take the the Bears in this one in the points. All uh, right. I, I feel like when you're just as dominant as the Eagles are, like to me, like it's hard to sustain that over a period. I, so again, they're going to win, but I, I I can see them maybe just having a little drop off Bears. I mean, you got to be motivated to play. I mean, you don't want to get your ass kicked, right? So you got to be showing up yeah. somewhat for the game. Uh, part of my and so that's kind of for me that I'm going to take the Bears getting that many points. Okay, okay, yeah, it's a lot of points. Look, and when you're talking about an underdog at home, Tommy, you know, in the betting world, nine points is a whole lot of points, no matter who you are. Yep. So can Chicago and their fans, you know, get them riled up enough where they can cover the, you know, cover? God forbid, win the game, but at least cover the nine points. I've got them losing by the nine points. Um, okay. Yeah, this Philly is just extremely tough. The Bears are really bad on defense. The oh daytime weather is supposed to be pretty decent. Um, Philly's not scared of any type of weather anyway. That team is built to play in the playoff weather. Um, oh it's it's going to be an AJ Brown show. They don't have the outside they don't have the outside help to to guard that guy. He's he's going to overtop underneath every. I see him not putting up three, but he'll grab two touchdowns. Two touchdowns on the Bears again, which that's probably a 14-point victory. Good chance to do that. There's no doubt. And you know what? I know Philly's going to win, and they'll probably be up by about 14 or 15 points with two, three minutes left in the game, and Chicago scores some garbage touchdowns. Oh. So that's the reason why they're going to back end and come in and cover that nine points, even though Philly's going to dominate the game. So for that dumb reason, I'm going to take Chicago on that one, Terrell. Oh, I'm going to take the Eagles. Miles Sanders has rushed for over 140 yards, two straight games. He's going to do it again because the whole interior front for Chicago got traded to other teams that are contending for the playoffs. So there's nobody there. There's nobody there. You know what I mean? So that's, that's all that's going to do is open up more lanes for Hurts with, you know, the options, different things going on. And Justin Fields is going to take a hit, and they might sit him down for the rest of the year after that because they have nothing whoa, to play for. Whoa, whoa, why would he keep playing? Why would he keep playing? Not not my quarterback. Not my fantasy quarterback. I don't, I'm I, don't want, I don't wish that on oh. anybody. But what I'm saying is when you have nothing to play for, you shouldn't be playing. Kind of like Lamar Jackson. When you don't have a contract, you shouldn't be playing. Sit out the rest of the year. Go ahead. Yeah, but that's the thing. You have a contract. They want you to play. You got to play oh. it out. You know, I mean, they're not, yeah. not going to sit you unless you're like really like a Patrick Mahomes type of guy and you have one or two games left. And there's Y'all no- said he was that guy. That Y'all guy. said Justin Fields was that dude. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, they don't have anybody else they want to play and they want to see. They're not looking for, like, a backup kind of guy. I mean, but, and I hear you. But Justin Fields, he's going to want to play, too. He's not going to be like, yo, don't yes. sit me down. I want to Trevor play. Simeon can do it, right, Tommy? I love Trevor, but he's not. <laughs> Trevor Simeon wants it more than Trevor Simeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't, uh, Justin, Justin, Justin contractually, he, he's contractually obligated to my fantasy football team to give me uh, oh, yeah, There you go. <laughs> Give me good both two weeks. You're trying I mean, to take I mean, mine out, see? I, I, mean, I, mean, I need two touchdowns at least in this game. He, the, the, the guy I'm playing has Jalen Hurts, so I'm hoping that he does get sat down early. But to you guys' point, you know, this um, Chicago's defense is really, really not that good. Um, yeah. I expect both teams to kind of run um, the football effectively, and I think that's kind of going to take the air out of the game a little bit, slow the game down. To your point, um, Jason, I think um, Philadelphia can get out early on um, Chicago. Um, maybe sit some of their guys down early. You know, they, they they frequently go to guys like Kenneth Gainwell and some of those other guys in the run game. Yep. And um, nine is a lot of points, man. Nine is a, is a lot of points. Philadelphia they just got through uh, blowing out uh, – who was that a couple of weeks ago? 
Tennessee. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, I was out of Giants. Yeah, you're right. Right, right. right. This man, this man, this man of them guys. You know what I'm saying? So they may be still tired from that game. So they, you know, they may be trying to get in Chicago, get this game over with, and get on back home. And this, this might hmm. be a trap game for them, not to lose. But nine is a lot of points. So I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Chicago on the points. All right, all right. Yeah, we all like Philly, but nine points is a lot. So some of us got them, some of us don't. Going to the next game, maybe the most intriguing game on the entire freaking Sunday, and that would be the mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm saying it. Detroit Lions and New York Jets. Holy Say shit. it, Jason. Love it, baby. Love it. It, it don't baby. hurt. Woo. It don't hurt. Your yeah. Lions, baby. Your Lions. They come roaring in, man, winning a whole bunch of games. And they could, yeah. they could be on a real winning streak if they were to beat Buffalo on Thanksgiving and they came oh, back. Oh, man, man. That and, 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 and Minnesota early in the year, man. We, we really supposed yeah. to be in the middle yeah. of all this, man. Should have been Minnesota. A lot of things should have happened, but, you know, we're not going to beat it down. You know, right now they're six and seven. They got a chance. They got to win out. They got to beat the New York Jets, who are going to Zach Wilson. Yep, Zach is back. In this game, I don't think that's a good thing, but he's going to be throwing the ball a lot to Garrett Wilson. See, this is your team right here, your Detroit Lions, who are getting a point and a half, going to East Rutherford to play the Jets. What do you think happens? We cover. That's what's going to happen. We cover, man. We don't, Listen, listen, man, we're going to win. We're going to win by at least 10, man. But um, All right. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that this game, but but we're covering this one. We're we covering this one, man. This is covering Zach Wilson news is pretty much, I'm not going to say that that sealed the deal, but I feel a lot more co- confident um, with him at the helm. Um, he's got to be, you know, he, he hasn't been playing very well at all, but he has to also um, take some accountability and show that, you know, he's actually a part of that team. You know, when he was clearly messing up, you know, he clearly didn't, you know, take any accountability. And I think that that kind of, you know, um, turned him off in terms of the eyes of the team, basically sure. to the point where they told the coach, hey, you know, hey, I don't know what you guys see. We see uh, uh, Mike White all, all, all day in practice doing, pr- producing more than this guy. I mean, and then he get out here, play crappy. They ask about him. Then he trying to say it ain't nobody's fault. I mean, it ain't his fault. So, hey, you got to make the move. So um, I think it's going to be hard, man. And this is going to have a, a definitely a playoff-type feel to it, um, a road game, which is, gives me a little bit – Gives me a little bit of pause there. If you don't, we don't, we don't play as well on the road. Um, golf is a little shaky, but all his weapons there. I know we got. They have Sauce over there. Big shout out to Sauce, definitely from Detroit, um, doing this thing out there. But I think we have a few too much weaponry for him, and uh, we, we we pull out the victory in this game. Man, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, you know, Ma Ross, St. Brown, Reynolds gets involved now with DJ Chark. I mean, Jared Goff is playing big time football. Things are working out for them right now, and this is a strength-on-strength strength game, Darren, where you talk about the Lions' offense and the Jets' defense. Which one wins? What would you say the spread was again, too? Was it uh, one, uh, Detroit is getting a point. Uh, so the Jets are favored by a point and a half. By a point and a half. You know, it's, this was a tough one, too, for me because the, the, you know, the Lions are playing really well. Wilson is – kind of garbage it's shown so far in his career right he hasn't been nothing the team as the defense has carried him in every aspect this season so but there is something about that defensive line for the jets i really like and the way they they compete they play really hard and the lions don't play well on the road like c Anderson. they don't have a history of it goff is one in nine career against the AF, afc east teams He's he's lives forty miles from where I do. Like he, you know what I mean. Like he played in LA. So he wow. has he hasn't always played well in those type of games. Damn. I'm gonna take the Jets. You know I want I I, I for C Henry's sake I hope the Lions make the playoffs. I nothing like that, but, but I think <laughs> the Jets have proven to me 
defensively. There's something about them I just really appreciate on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to take them against the Lions and Goff more so in that sense. I just okay. There's something I don't trust in a game like this with Goff. All right. So the Jets' defense at home prevailing and uh, winning the game uh, outright. Field goal. We'll say a field goal. By outright. I feel, okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. All right. Tommy, do you agree? Are you going uh, with, uh, with the away team? I've got the Lions winning this game. About It might have been that Minnesota game about four or five weeks ago. I called on realism. I said, these Lions are a playoff team. Um, and I got laughed at. And I was and to start the season, the preseason episode, I got I called golf my Cinderella fantasy quarterback. And oh, wow. I laughed at then as well. But I saw something special with that defense playing from behind, with the way that offense was set up with the addition of Jamison Williams, who I absolutely adored. I, I thought they'd find Jamal Williams as the better running back. He's the true running back on that team, which they've kind yeah. of done the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, I, so I've got him winning this game. The Jets have fallen apart, and especially with Zach Wilson, who – of all things, he he doesn't throw the ball well to Will to to their best player Garrett. Garrett it disappears. I I drafted Garrett in fantasy, and when Zach started, I had nothing. When Flacco was in the game, he was amazing. And the same thing happened with Mike White. So I was just don't think he's going to find he's going to take the air out the tires of the Jets' only weapon right now. Okay. Wilson's not coming in this game expecting the ball. I like it. Well said. Well done right there. Yep. And uh, Chris uh, chiming in over here. The Lions, uh, Lions should finish at nine and eight. Well, I think they're going to need 10 wins to get in, but neither here nor there in this game. Um, I did pick uh, Detroit to win the game outright. So I do believe that they will go ahead and cover with the one and a half. So uh, uh, let me see. Yeah, uh, Troy, you got to make the final pick on this one. I've gone back and forth with this so many times. And ultimately, because I mean, I hate Zach Wilson. He doesn't, like Tommy said, he does not throw it to their best wide receiver. Corey Davis is out, so that was his guy. Um, but I, I just can't get past Detroit Lions. They score all these points. They did this earlier in the year when they were rolling offensively. Then they had to go up to Foxborough in the cold and got dismantled. Yeah, they did. Nothing got destroyed. I see the same kind of thing happening right now with the Jets having a tough loss to the Bills. They're going to be hungry at home, cold. Dolph is frigid in the cold. I think Jets win the game. Okay. Jets, straight up victory. Not because of anything other reason than golf in the cold. It's going to be a lot of fun, this game. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Know that about it. And who would have thought that? All right, this next game, not so much fun. Pittsburgh Steelers going to Carolina, take on the Panthers. The Panthers are favored by three points in this game. Carolina, again, somehow finds himself in the playoff hunt over here. So who wins this game? Man, I don't know. Something tells me that even with the quarterback issues in Pittsburgh right now, that Carolina stinks enough, but they're playing harder. They're playing harder for their coach, which is weird because I love Mike Tomlin, and it seems like Pittsburgh isn't playing hard or they're not executing enough. I don't know what it is. So three points is a lot. I don't think that Carolina is really going to blow them out, but I think they're going to win the game. So, Darren, I'm, I'm going to have to take Carolina and lay the three points. What do you think? Yeah, no, I can I just say real quick, back to that other game, Mike White, that is the biggest destroyed hit I've seen in a while. He got How is that not roughing the passer? Nick Bosa gets wrecked. So, anyway, right, back to the game. Oh, oh, come on. Don't even get me started on that oh, Nick Bosa last man. night. That was such bullshit. I'm like, what, what do you want him to do? I don't understand. It's a tackle. <laughs> uh, but back to the back to the game here. 
this will be a John Madden special in the trenches, right? This is in this is a game that's no no receivers will be involved in this game at all. Like this is just if you like if you like offensive line and defensive line plays, you're, this is your game. But I'm gonna take the Panthers for the exact reason you said. Their coach has got they fired their coach. Their team is playing harder in, in a little bit more aspects. And the Steelers, I just can't tr- trust uh, Mr. Rudolph. I can't do that in a game here with the Panthers. Say having a little momentum and they're running the ball well right now. I'm going to take the Panthers uh, to cover. All right, there you go. Tommy, we're both in the Panthers over there. Yeah, they are running the ball well right now. And Pittsburgh just, you know, they're not the Steelers of both with that defense. I've got the Panthers covering as well with uh, with an easy win. When they, I was there in the game when they started Darnold versus Denver, and it completely changed their offense. They opened up the twenty yard outside the number throw that they hadn't been throwing the entire year with, with the PJ lot or the PJ guy and Baker. They just they couldn't hit that outside edge. Darnold comes in and he can spread the ball out to, to their to their big threat wide receiver, and that's that's how they've opened up the running game for Chuba Hubbard and 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 company. Chuba's really lightened lightened up the load for for their main running back, which has been a big deal as well. So they'll run the ball down Pittsburgh's throat and probably end this game in the trenches. Yep, I agree. I agree. We'll go play action, get a couple of points to the team more. You got it. Where is that uh, back boys coming from? I don't know. Who's got it? Let me see. Let me see. We're going to mute. Hold on. Let me hit a mute button. Let me see who's working it. Hold on a second. I can mute. No, not you. Not you. Not you. It's somehow. Let's see. It's you somehow. What? What's going on? There's some background noise where uh, where you're at. Now you now there isn't. Well, That's I think cool. when he was leaning back. That's what happened. Ah, was it was it my chair? Maybe, maybe that's what it was. But you're coming in clear now. Now I don't hear it. I don't hear anything. So okay. you're good. You're good at the moment. I'll let you know if anything happens. But, yeah, no, we're good now. We're good now. All right. So, um, yeah, see, why don't, you go ahead, why don't you pick the game? We got – all of us are on Carolina right now. <sighs> man, you know what, man? I'm going to go against the grain, man. I'm going to go with a Tomlin special here, man. I don't know who's going to be the starting quarterback here. Um, Deontay Johnson has come out and said he wants Mason Rudolph to get the start. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky looked terrible last week. Yeah, but I just can't trust Sam. I am Darnold. I I, I just can't. Is he the quarterback? Yeah, yeah he's, he's won the last some, two games. I don't and know he's how. Lighten it up. <laughs> right. It's crazy. Ah man, I don't know, man. That's tough, man. And and DJ Moore has been such a disappointment. Ah he's man, it's up with a disappointment ball right here. I'm gonna go with Najee. I think Najee has a big game this game. I think Tomlin gets a win over the Carolina Panthers 20 to 19, bro. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be surprised if there are that many points scored in this game. I'm taking the under, and I think it was 38 and a half. 37, 30. Yeah, I, I see 37. Okay, I'm taking the under in that game like no fucking problem. That that's yeah. an easy under for me. Yeah, right if there. Mason if, if Mason Rudolph starts, you might we have I might go to under too. Yeah, <laughs> I might go negative in that game. Jeez. <laughs> oh man! All right, Terrell, what do you think? You take us home uh, with this game. I agree. I agree. I think it's Carolina. But first and foremost, I like to acknowledge that this is two African American coaches going against each other, which we don't have enough of anyway. That's a good Steve point. Wilkes, Steve Wilkes is a great coach who got screwed in Arizona. 
and look what the bums that they got in there. Steve yeah. Wilkes is like the fire under them, like no other. Mike Tomlin, he he's been doing it for so long. He's had riffraffs everywhere else. Carolina's hungry. They're playing hard. They're at home. Sam Darnold's actually throwing the ball out to DJ Moore, getting the points. Former's gonna run for a couple touchdowns. Carolina, baby. All right, Carolina's the call right there. All right, I like it. I like it. So, see, you're going uh, with Pitt all on your own over there, Lone Ranger. I like it. I like it. Okay, what do we got next? All right, this game with the Dallas Cowboys playing the Jaguars over here. We talked about the a bit earlier. Jaguars, one of those teams that like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You know, you don't know what the hell you're going to get from week to week out of them. Trevor Lawrence playing good ball at times, not playing good ball, could turn it over. But, um, yeah, they've been winning games lately. Dallas Cowboys had a hiccup last week, but they still managed to win the game. What does that mean? Is that a good thing for them? Is that a bad thing? I don't know. We'll find out going forward. But they're only favored by four points, and I thought they'd be favored a little bit more than that. Tommy, I'm going to start with you on this one. It's only four points. If I were making the line, I would say six, six and a half. It doesn't sound like a lot more, but in reality, it actually is that – Sways the betting line a lot. So, why is Jaguars only fi- only getting four points in this game? I don't know. What do you think happens here? That's that's a defensive uh, that's a defensive problem for for Jacksonville. They're not sure they can score versus Dallas, and it uh, and also the, and it's a turnover issue where Dallas leads the league, right? You know, in in, in creating turnovers, they're they're just awesome at that. And they've yeah. got Michael Parsons out there who's just a monster at both sides where he, if he's coming at the quarterback, he's an issue. If he stays around in the back uh, in, in the secondary, he's a problem as well. Um, that that's their biggest threat. That's why they're only getting four points. I've got this game easily ran over by Dallas. And yeah. That's Dallas's issue. Isn't playing to the level of their competition. We've only seen five to six games really from Dak. And where that hiccup we saw is that mid season hiccups we see as, as a team grows, they're, they're going to continue to improve. That's a really good team out there. Yeah, you see, I'd like to think that Dallas should be able to cover this game very easily, but, like, something's telling me, like, no, Jacksonville's going to score touchdowns at the end. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close game. Watch out. For that reason, I'm going to have to go with my gut. I'm going to have to say Jacksonville. I believe that Dallas will win, but could you imagine if they lose this game, the talk that'll be around the town? Oh, my God, Darren. I don't know what what to say. Damn. What do you think? It was interesting. Before this game even was – you know, he was even on the books like before, or even before the games were played last Sunday. Dallas was favored by five and a half going into it. So I think partially because Dallas played such a close game against the Texans, and then the Jaguars looked so good against the Titans. I think that's why it got bedded down a little bit lower. Sure. I think to me, with that being said, I'm going to take take Dallas in that point because I think I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a little bit more point. Like you said, it should be maybe six. I'm getting it at four or four and a half. So right. Um, and the Jaguars, yeah, they did play a good game against the Titans. Can they do that again? I don't know. So I'm going to take Dallas in a situation like that with those, with that point number. Yeah, that four points throughout just makes me wonder. It's like, what is you know Vegas to know that we don't know? Why is it only four points? And you feel like everybody would be jumping on Dallas right now, the public jumping on Dallas, and maybe Vegas sitting back like, Haha, we got you guys. I don't know. I think it's the exact opposite. I think that they messed up the line last week, and now they're coming back to their senses. If last week didn't happen <laughs> – I would look for the upset with the Jaguars, but last week did happen. I think Dallas uh, is stronger than ever. Micah Parsons wasn't scared. He's going on Von Miller's show talking about is it Jalen Hurts or is it the I'm team? So obviously, he's not scared. He's not looking for. He's not looking ahead. They're going to go out there and do their duty against the Jaguars. They had their big win against the division winning Titans. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to make it's going to make the big time storyline for Christmas Eve game. 
Cowboys Eagles that much bigger. If well, they lose, crazy. it's not gonna make it that much bigger. They yeah. gotta win. Well, that's the. Could the is there a possible thing? You know, uh, see, is a double trap game. You know, having a trap game against Houston and another one against Jacksonville. Could they stumble up? Um, I think Jacksonville is a is a is a is a, is a dangerous team, man. Like we talked about earlier, they have a you know good young quarterback, good solid you know surrounding cast. Um, offensively, defensively, have some pieces there, um, who can give you know possibly give you know Dallas some problems. You look look at Josh Allen and um, uh, uh, the the other kid on the outside. They could possibly, you know, give those tackles a little bit of a, a issue. I think Dallas is going to cover. I think kind of like you do, Jason, that this game, they're probably going to win by six or seven. But I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think they – I mean, I, I can see them blowing them out, but I think it's going to be a close game. I think as we get late into the season, man, these teams want to kind of get the year over with. The teams that are kind of, you know, going to the playoffs, they want to kind of get through these games healthy and get healthy. to the playoffs. These other teams are kind of playing out the string. I want to get to my offseason healthy and go party. You know what I mean? So I think that all these teams, you know, they'll give it, they'll do it. They're doing, they're going to do just enough to, you know, to get the win. And the teams who are going to compete, they're going to do just enough to compete. But in the end, you're going to probably see them fall off. Interesting point. Let's see if Doug Peterson still got them on their P's and Q's right there. All right. Very interesting. I like that. I like that point. All right. Let's go to a huge spread, the biggest one of the week. And that would be the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. Taken on the Houston Texans, who are what one twelve and one. What an awful, god awful record. Kansas City second on offense. Um, they need to fix their defense, but I don't think they have too much to worry about in this game against Houston. They're going to be up by so much. All they got to do is rush three and drop eight, and they'll be perfectly fine. Bend don't break type of defense. Um, they should win this game thirty five to fourteen tops. 41 to 17. I don't know, but whatever it is, it'll be enough to cover, in my opinion. So, C, let me go to you first, man. I think the Chiefs cover the 14, no problem. Uh, I normally don't like these big spreads, but in this case, though, I think they definitely do cover. Um, I definitely can see them probably, again, rushing their starters probably late in the third, early in the fourth quarter if it gets out of hand, and maybe um, the Texans uh, maybe score a late uh, touchdown. But I think they're going to be – who are they starting at quarterback? Kyle Allen, I believe. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah. Easily. KC covered. KC covers. KC covers. End of story. Kyle (laughs) Allen in. KC covers. Done deal. (laughs) I like the way you think. I mean, yeah, you know what? That that could be the only thing that's scary, Terrell, is that, uh, you know, they get up by so much in the third quarter that they put in all their backups. And the final score is, you know, 35 to, you know, 25 or something like that. Something stupid. Exactly. That's exactly right. Sorry about that. Kyle Allen was a, a former Washington quarterback. That's how bad we are. Anyway, I can't get that. <laughs> yes, they should cover. They should easily cover. Um, I mean, Pierce is out. Cooks ain't playing. Right. We got Kyle Allen at quarterback. They're ready to get the number one pick in the draft and move on from there. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Going through the motions like C said. We try to, hey, don't mess with my golf swing. They're going to go out there playing like they're playing in the Pro Bowl. To add touch. We try to do up. Yeah, Chiefs cover. Chiefs cover. All right. Tommy, you think the same thing? Chiefs cover, cover that big spread? I don't have the Chiefs covering the big spread. Oh, okay. A lot on the road. That's what? That's 17. Um, we got three three points just for having home field. Um, so that's that's a huge ask for the for the Chiefs to do. Plus, right, they just right. let Denver just – who? Denver, that's – they lit Denver. Uh, Denver was able to – Denver to light them up, and I just can't see them stopping Houston for less than 21 after Denver put over 21 on them. 
Ish. even with Kyle Allen. It's 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 not it's not a very good chance of that. So the Chiefs would have to score in the 40s to make that spread, and I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Okay, that you know that's what I was talking about a little bit earlier. You know, maybe they can score because again, Kansas City is not a great defense. They need to. What's fix wrong it. with What's wrong with twenty eighteen? They can't hold a team to ten points. Oh man, you know my man hurt right. My, Damon Pierce is he's out right. Yeah, he yeah. is. Out. No, they cover. They cover. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Darren. What do you think on the situation? I. I kind of would like the Texans more in a road game in, in this situation than I do at home. I think the Chiefs come in focused after that, that performance last week against Denver, and I think they, I think they end up scoring thirty-five points, and the Texans can't get. Maybe they get seventeen or something like that, but I, I, I don't think they cover. Uh, I just don't think the Texans are. I mean, I, they're crap. I've been to. <laughs> As a Raiders fan, you go to certain games, right? And like they're one in eleven. Like that atmosphere there is dead, man. Like that's I mean, they better show, they better be they better show up the first five minutes, or it's gonna be. You know, I mean, that's really what I see with the Texans. But um, I'm gonna take the Chiefs and uh, the points. That is a lot of points, though. But I'm gonna take the Chiefs. Uh, all right. Yep, it is a lot of points. Okay. Um, this hey, one, Jason, not a lot. Yeah. Real quick, if you don't mind, I think this is the game that Patrick Mahomes is gonna go out there and try to do a lot of LeBron and pad all his stats. Because everybody's giving Jalen Hurts the MVP. Oh, it's the yeah. easiest game for him to pad all his stats, throw five, six touchdowns. Like, ooh, don't forget about me for MVP. That's an interesting point right there. You know what? This is the game for the stats, right? Go out, throw 400 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah. Yep, that would help. <laughs> Let's see if that happens. Damn. All right. So. We, we got another low-scoring game coming up over here, and that would be the Cardinals and the Broncos. Oh, and the Broncos God. are getting that three-point home field advantage because the game, they're only favored by three points. So here comes Arizona with Colt McCoy. The Broncos got freaking Brett Rippon. Like, wow. Nobody wants to watch this game. I mean, they're fourth in defense. I, the, <laughs> yeah, de- de- yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> Oh jeez! Oh, anyway, anyway, you will have to watch this game. But your defense is great. That's the wonderful thing that you got going for you. Defense is great, but the quarterback situation on both sides is a total mess. So it is your team. Start us out. What do you think is going to happen? I'm I'm picking the Cardinals. Um, Brett Brett Rippin is really bad. I, I wish we had your guy starting the beginning of the season. I was uh, Josh Josh Johnson was my pick for QB two. Oh, wow. I, I thought, yeah, Rippon's a nepotism, man. If he wasn't somebody we had beforehand, he wouldn't be here now. Um, and that's that's what he is. And Colt McCoy is actually a decent backup. So I'll take the better of the two backups. He is. I will say that my boy, uh, I got my jersey signed on uh, Carolina by Patrick Sertan. He'll go ahead and he'll pick, oh, he'll wow. pick off one. He'll pick off one for me, just like he had last week. He enjoys that feeling. He's a serious pro. And he's going to he's gonna go out there like Vaughn used to do and get that sack, get that pick. For us to be to pay for the ticket, people have no idea how good that kid really is at quarterback. He, they, he does not get enough love again because they're playing in Denver and they're not winning. But wow, they, he is amazing. And I am with you. I think that they win the game uh, outright. I think that they I, well, I, you I, you like Arizona actually, but the I like team, Arizona winning it. You like, I like Arizona winning. You like Arizona to win it. I like Arizona to win the game also because I just don't know how Denver's going to score. I know that Denver's got a really great defense, but maybe somehow Rippon is going to throw an interception, a sack, fumble, recovery, J.J. Watt. I don't know. One of these guys comes in and does that. But Cardinals getting three points, I'll have to take it. So I'm going to roll with that on with that one, Darren. What do you think? 
I think Arizona will probably just they'll be able to outcoach Denver in this one. I just talk about a coaching battle. Real jeez. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm just kidding. I had to throw that out there. But with that said, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to take Arizona. I, uh, he's right about the broad, that court. He's not good. At all. But at least McCoy has shown like he can play like some of these games. They yeah. might be able to get 17 points. Mm-hmm. Denver. I mean, like, can they get, I mean, they did get 28 last week, but I don't know. I just kind of felt like that one game type of deal where like they got, they, they the, the crowd was going to boo the crap out of them every single possession. They kind of showed up a little bit to give them a little life. I do respect Denver's crowd for that. I got to say, Tommy, they, they are very intelligent when to boo their own team. I do appreciate I that. Like, okay. Well, yes, I do like that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm the only one I'm not doing, I guess. Go right. hack it and Ross. <laughs> that is great. All right, let's keep rolling. Terrell, what do you think? It's in Denver, right? In Denver. And the craziest thing is when you got backup quarterbacks and you got backup coaches out here that nobody knows what they're doing, you go with the strength. The strength is the Denver Bronco defense. Yeah. I think they're going to make a couple plays that's going to do enough. to It might not even be a touchdown score unless it's by defense. It might be a field goal game and that altitude and everything. Denver wins, field goal, whatever. I don't have faith in anybody mm. but Denver's defense. This game might be three nothing. I mean, that might, it might be. be. Yeah, it, might be. it could be that bad. Oh my god. See, what do you think? Who wins this one? Why? Man, this is a tough one, man. This is another tough one. Again, a battle of the backup uh, quarterbacks. I'm gonna tell you, man. I like Colt McCoy. Um, giving him the edge over uh, Brett Rippin in this one. Um, John uh, James Conner has been playing pretty pretty well the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, they've been running the football pretty well, and all their weapons are are are, are back. I think Marquise Brown is uh is is going to be playing. Yeah, I know he, he was a little bit sick uh, this week. Um, D Hop is back. Uh, we saw a little bit of Robbie Anderson. I think uh, one of the one of the kids did hurt themselves. Uh, uh, this guy in the slot name Not name Dor- is right now. Dor- 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 Dorch. Not Dorch. The other one, Rondell Moore. I think he's out. Oh, Rondell Moore. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, he's right. I think he's out for the season. So. <sighs> Denver's got a great defense, man. But who's to say, man, Brett Rep Rep is not going to throw a pick six, man. You know what I'm saying? So right. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals on this one. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Okay. I think they win the game. All right, all right, okay. Let's move it along. We got one, two, three, four, five games left. We got the Patriots and the Raiders. Oh, Ooh. the Raider game. Oh, I know you want to start this the one. Raiders. Hey, Raiders. All right, Darren, you want to start us over this one with New England's uh, fifth-ranked defense and the Raiders' 11th-ranked offense is Derek Carr and freaking uh, Devontae Adams. Look, I need Devontae Adams to have a huge fan. <laughs> I'm rooting he for him big time over here. I hope he can do it against the Patriots. Patriots getting uh, one and a half, so the Raiders are, are a point-and-a-half favorite, which kind of shows you that, that Vegas kind of likes New England in this game, Darren. Well, they should. I would like to. You know, I just have no faith in the Raiders at this point. Like, I just don't think they. I they're just going to be much better. I mean, I don't even. I think I saw a stat like Bill Belichick has lost to all his coaches or something like that that he's gone against, which is kind of stunning to me in some regards. But this, to me, the trend breaks this week. The Raiders are just not. To me, they have better weapons, but they're just. They always lack a finish. They never finish a game, and that's the issue with this team. They never ever finish a game they could be up by three they'll lose it like you saw last week against the rams and tommy brought up a good point about and i've said this about the last 23 years about the raiders they never 
And I mean never have had a good middle linebacker ever in that period of time. That's a part of the reason their defense has always been really inconsistent. And the Patriots are smarter than the Raiders. They're going to outcoach them in a game like this. I don't care if they have Mac Jones. The Patriots will win this game, and I think they'll cover one and a half. Sorry, Raider Nation. That's my rant for the three minutes. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a good rant right there, man. You put it on right there. All right. And the win went all the way. Hey, I don't even really have I, – I can't follow that up. I'm just going to go with you over there. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I, I should agree with you in saying New England. I had written down Vegas, but you make me want to change my mind over here in saying New England. You know, I mean, they are good at taking away, like, your number one I'm angry, weapon. though, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You are angry. They're good about taking away your number one weapon in Devontae Adams, you know, so maybe they'll do that. But will Josh Jacobs gash him? But can Matt Jones and an offense put up enough points? Oh, man, I don't really know. Uh Oh, God. You know what, Tommy? I'm going to take Vegas, man. What do you think? I've got Vegas um, winning yeah. this game. Um, I think New England has an issue covering what I call true ones. Uh, the Devontae Adams, the Hopkins, the Diggs, they are talented defense. They are a very good group. Um, they have an edge, but they don't have an outside. Ever. They've lost J.C. Jackson, and it's kind of shown. Um, so the really extremely talented one has been somebody they haven't been able to scheme away as much because they can't rotate coverage the same. Where they used to be able to lock lock the two up on an island with J.C. Jackson and rotate coverage to the one, they haven't been able to do that this season to the same level. And I saw it with Diggs. I've seen it with Hill. When 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 Raiders come in and they I, they face what I think is the best true one in the game. One on one coverage, you can't cover the guy. Rotating coverage, you can't cover the guy. He's gonna he's gonna tear him up. So I see him I see him going off 160 plus yards. I think you got nothing to worry Ooh. about in fantasy. Ooh. Oh, I love it, bro. I think that. Oh, I hope that happens. Thank you so much. I really do. 160, me two touchdowns. I need it. Like, that that could be it. Yeah. My other receiver is Keenan Allen. So you know you always gotta. Uh, he's a coin toss. Did I say that right? Coin toss. Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Terrell, go ahead. What do you got, man? Ray. Hey, I agree. I think. Hey, I think it stays the way it is, Darren. The people, the student, it will beat the teacher again. I mean, you just look at it, the star power. I mean, 1,000-yard receiver, 1,000-yard rusher. No Ramondre Stevenson on the other side. Damian Harris is kind of banged up. That's big deal. I mean, you know what I mean? Jacoby Myers is banged up. There's only so much Bill Belichick can do. Great coach, great coaching job to even be above 500. The Raiders are going to come out, and they're going to win at home. There you go, Raider Nation. I'll stick up for you, Raider Nation. Not Darren. I got you, Raider Nation. I'm not sticking up for you. We're in the gear right there. That's all it is. All right, see, I don't know. Right now, Darren, he's the only one in New England. But New England, hey, look, they went to to Arizona. They won 27-13 very comfortably. Yes, no Kyler Murray over there, but. They did the, they, yeah, they did their thing. I don't know. Can they pull it off against Vegas? I'm so torn on this game because I look at Vegas and I, I just, I mean, like, you know, said, Ralph said, I mean, you got Devontae Adams, you got, you know, Josh Jacobs, you got Chandler Jones, you got Max Crosby. How are you guys losing games, man? Um, with Coaching. all that being said, yes. I am going to go, I am going to go with the Jedi, the original, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I'm going to go with Obi Wan, man, on this one. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know. Is it going to look nasty? But whenever David Carr is involved, <laughs> it can. Or Derek Carr, whatever, whatever, whatever. It one, whatever, it's brother. It's either Carr, baby. Involved, man. Disaster can strike at any time. And I think Bill Belichick may have something schemed up for man for, for whatever Carr shows up. Man. So I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Patriots, man. 
That's what I'm afraid of right there. What you guys are saying, I can, I, I understand it. <laughs> Shit, it's gonna be like Pierre Strong, man, for eighty and three touches or something like that, man. Yeah, could be. Damn. All, All right, right. Yeah. The Raiders are up by one score, and the other team has the ball. Considered a loss. Let's okay, yeah, so <laughs> yeah, done, done. Let them go for the two point conversion. Just that's it. Just go home. <laughs> God. All right, we got Patriots Raiders. Now we're up to uh, two seven and six teams. That's the Titans and the Chargers. So the Chargers are favored three points. Um, to me, the only way that Tennessee wins this game is if Derrick Henry goes off, and he's got the capability of doing it. Not because just of his skills, but because that you know, I mean, Chargers uh, defense, especially against the run, is terrible. So they're going to have to do something about that. Otherwise, Tennessee would just run, run, run. They'll bring in Hilliard. He'll run, 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 and that'll be the end of the game. So will they be able to slow it down and put the focus on that? I think they can, and the reason being is because Tennessee's got nobody to throw the ball to. I mean, their best wide receiver is a rookie, Traylon Burks, and he's out. Then you got Robert Woods. You just don't have a lot of guys to throw the ball to, Austin Hooper. So I'm going to say that the Chargers are going to cover the three points. Uh, C, let me start with you. I'm going to go with L.A. Um, I like this game. Definitely a lot of playoff implications here. I think a lot of points that you made um, will ring true. I think that there are a couple of things that can happen. I think that Derrick Henry is definitely going to have to be leaned on for Tennessee in this game. I think he probably plays a bigger role in the passing game as well because, like you said, they don't have um, many receivers. Traylon Burks is out. Um, Robert Woods is kind of still trying to fill his way for coming back from injury. You look at the Chargers, though, man. The Chargers are really, really starting to heat up, man. We got Eckler. We got Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is back. Everett's back. Um, defensively, they're still a little shaky, but I think the uh, Chargers are going to win this game. They attack um, Tennessee through the air, especially at their um, – I'm sorry, especially against Tennessee's uh, secondary, which is a little bit suspect. And yeah. I think they cover in this game. Yeah, we saw what Philly did against that uh, secondary right there. Uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, they, they ate him up. So why can't uh, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams, if he does play in the game, Joshua Palmer – I don't know. What do you think, Terrell? Well, I would just tell you like this. The only way the Titans can win is if Derrick Henry explodes. He has to go crazy because the Chargers yes. can't stop a nosebleed on the ground. For real. On the other side, the Titans can stop the run, but the number one fantasy running back isn't a running back. He catches the ball out of the backfield. The Chargers <laughs> will score too many points that they're going to take Derrick Henry away from the scheme of the game, and it's going to be placed in Ryan Tannehill's hands. And he's not going to be able to show up. I mean, we know how Tannehill is. Right, Tommy? He's not good enough, baby. I like he's not it. good enough. Chargers are on their way. They're in the playoffs as of today. They're on their way, baby. Hey, you know what? They might be. And I've called their coach the worst coach in the NFL, Brandon Faley. That's what I nickname him. He is just nice. pathetic. He makes me Did sick. Did you forget about Denver's coach? Yeah, he's pretty bad, too. But okay. <laughs> He's pretty bad too. So, Terrell, right, you going with um? Who again? I'm sorry. Chargers, baby. Go, Chargers, go. Go, Chargers, go. <laughs> Tommy, what about you? you man? Powder blues, baby. The powder I'm, blues. I'm I'm gonna stick out here going with Tennessee. Uh, yeah. There's no way they can stop that ground game. The All Chargers right. haven't been able. To, they couldn't stop the ground game last year. They might be worse at it this year than they were last year. Uh, it's it's uh they they've spent their money on defense, so it's not gonna get better. Um. And it's it, this is they're going to face that. Plus, I don't consider as much as talented as his arm is in place. 
when can we say Justin Herbert's put together a winning season, a good season, something where we're looking at it and going, yeah, there's that Josh Allen type moxie, that winning that we need to see. I don't think he can really take them there versus the type of team that Tennessee is. They're not going to make mistakes. They're right. well coached. They have probably the best safety in the game behind them who does not make mistakes. A.J. Brown went off because that was his squad. That was a revenge-type game. That's yeah. totally different than what yeah. they typically produce. I have Tennessee yeah. rebounding and playing the type of game they're used to. They're not affected by this. Okay. And the Chargers, they can't play defense. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, so go with Tennessee right there. And you know what? They are a well-coached team, and Mike Frabel doesn't get enough recognition for what he does with that mm-hmm. team. And especially last year, having them as the number one seed when 91 players were on IR or had COVID or whatever the hell it was. Pretty amazing, Darren. But uh, what do you got in this clash of seven and six uh, battle over here with Tennessee leading the AFC South and the Chargers trying to creep back into the playoffs? I'm actually going to roll with Tommy on this one. I got the Titans as well. I feel like the Titans... Maybe it's because I follow so many people from Tennessee on Twitter. I don't know what it is, but they're set, they always fall. They always tend to like weirdly compete in games like this after they look like garbage the week before. And then the Chargers always charger. I mean, that's just sometimes what they do. I mean, even last week against Miami, it was still like six-point game at the end. So I'm going to yeah. take the Titans in this one. All right. All right. Totally understandable, and it makes perfect sense. I get it. Only three points right there. We'll see what happens. Okay. Three games left to go. This one, uh, very interesting game right now. The Bengals – Favored three and a half in Tampa Bay. Cincinnati's been one of the hotter teams in the NFL. They're seventh on offense right now. Tampa Bay is ninth on defense. They're surprisingly playing a little bit better. And some of that has to do with the competition that they had played recently. But the Bengals hot, hot, hot right now going into Tampa. Guys, I I don't know how the Bucs even come anywhere near competing with Tampa at this point. Tampa is full throw, full go, ready to rock and roll. Three and a half points. I'm laying that all day. Tampa Bay, give it to me, Darren. I'm going to take the Bengals. I mean, not, not Tampa Bay, Cincinnati. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to take. I was like, I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals in this one too. Like, I just, I mean, maybe it was. You know, I think people got a little fooled with them coming back against the Saints. There, you know, like, oh, you know, they're 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 not good. They're just not a good team this year. I mean, no. they they have some weapons, no doubt. Evans, they have some guys on defense. They have really good – their two middle linebackers are as good a tacklers as anybody in the league. But they're just not – I don't know. They're just on a team. I don't know. When you watch them, right, you, you can see teams where it just feels like they're on a different – they just kind of feel like There's they're no fighting chemistry. so many parts. No and they just chemistry. barely win no. games. So I'm, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the uh, the Bengals in this one. All right. And that's what I meant to say before I fumbled it all over the place. I'm like, yeah, Tampa Bay. Blah, blah, blah. No, stupid Cincinnati. Get with the freaking program over here. Uh, geez, Tommy. All right. Get me right. <laughs> I'm taking, I mean, I'm taking Cincinnati. Tampa Bay is playing like a team that just found out or found out at the beginning of the season their quarterback was trying to leave for the best city in Florida. And, and that's, uh, that's the way they played all year. They played without faith. And that's like exactly that. what's happened. So since he's playing with a lot of faith, they really come on strong. I don't think anybody on that squad thinks they they can lose. So we're gonna see a we're gonna see that type of blowout where a winner is playing a loser. They have been on such a roll, man. No, you're right. A winner is playing a loser, and this loser is going to be in the playoffs as winning the NFC South. That's so pathetic with the Tampa Buccaneers, but whatever. I would love to see Carolina come from out of nowhere and win it. That would be funny. (laughs) Sam Darnold, let's go. Oh God. (laughs) Uh, Terrell, what do you think, man? This game, Cincinnati lane three and a half. Tommy said the key word, faith, faith. When Tom Brady left New England and went to Tampa Bay, everybody had faith. Everybody believed 
we gonna win now. I believe that we gonna win. Now we look at it. He out here divorcing wife, Antonio Brown sleeping with his wife, all kinds of different things. He don't know what's going on. Joe and Joe Burrow's out here like, I'm that guy. I'm gonna do it. I beat Patrick Mahomes every time I play him. Let's go. And everybody's yeah. riding with that. It's a whole different feel that and Moxie is a word there. He's yep. got it all. When you see the dictionary, you see him with his fur coat and his cigar, like, yeah. That's what it is, baby. Yes. Cocky as hell. So cocky. Hey, yo, what up, Courtney? (laughs) Courtney, my man in the house, baby. I love it. See, all right. All four of us are on it. You're going to make it five? Yeah, I think I might have to ride with the Cincinnati Bengals on this one, man. They're definitely hitting the groove right now. Their defense is playing really, really well. Um, You know, Tampa Bay, again, I don't know what it is about them. They have the talent, it seems like, but just have not been able to put everything together, um, especially on the offensive side of the football. We saw San Francisco just dismantled them last year. I mean, last week. Um, I hope that wasn't a – that's the type of a win that really, really takes a lot of the – you know what I'm saying? takes a lot of your steam away from you. You know what I mean? So, Cincinnati, I think they cover. I think they cover. I'm seeing three and a half, so I think they cover on this one. Yeah, three and Uh, a half. Yeah, yeah, man. Tampa Bay, they may be in trouble. They may yeah. be in trouble, man. Brady, yeah, Brady needs to stop yelling at people and look in the mirror and yell at himself for a change. That would be, uh, be interesting. <laughs> this line, I, I like this line a lot, and it's one that I am. Uh, I can tell you guys I'm betting myself. Um, there's a few other ones I'll tell you about it after. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, the Giants, four and a half points. Game is in Washington against the Commanders. I know Washington is the better team right now. They're playing better despite them both having the same 7-5-1 and one record. Um, Washington is 10th on defense. The Giants have fallen out of the top 10, top 12 in both offensive and defensive points scored for and against. So I do like Washington to win the game, but in these divisional matchups, I'm thinking field goal all the way, and it's four and a half points, which does make me think why did Vegas make it four and a half points? It moved to five. It's moved to five. Five? Okay, it's five. Moved to five to Giants. That's that's a little surprising. I know the Giants haven't been playing that well, but you know what? With that, what do you think? I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. I like the Giants with the points. Was that on me? Yeah, Tommy, you go ahead. Right, right now, I'm, I'm wherever Nikki's at. I, she should be celebrating because the Giants are going <laughs> to handle the commanders. Um, they're they're the better team. Have been all season. We're not talking the last two three games. Heineke's been figured out. I love I loved him to start the year, but he's like a four year four week guy. And then he kind of defenses kind of know what he's going to do. And once he's limited, he's not a winner. Um, so we're, we're going to go ahead and take the team with the with the legitimate starting QB with Daniel Jones and and a better and a better running back, and say they're going to win the game like they should. All right, that's what makes the Dallas game interesting because if Dallas slips and the Giants end up beating Washington, that makes that division top end kind of get a little more scary for Dallas where they can't lose as often. Very interesting right there. Okay, okay, look at it. Look at Terrell right there. <laughs> Courtney chiming in to get a tie again. Yeah, how about that? All right, Terrell, what do you think's gonna happen with that stuffed animal of yours? Hey, a grown man with a stuffed animal, you know I'm confident, baby. You know I'm confident. We go win. The Giants are frauds, they've been frauds all year. Tommy's talking about the best running back. Yeah, Saquon Barkley is a better running back, but we stopped the run. That's why people think San Francisco is a Super Bowl contender, regardless if they got Purdy or Ugly or whoever they got at quarterback. <laughs> run. That's why we can win. And Daniel Jones, who's he going to throw it to? You can't even name a receiver they got. Who? For real. 
They got much. They got Robinson. Washington, baby. We will win. We'll cover whatever the spread. I don't even care what the spread is. We winning, and that's what's gonna happen. Let's go. All right. Hey, a little fandom in there, all right? I think I, I think you're seeing through your football Washington goggles right now, but that's all right. Four and a half. Usually in drunk goggles. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, C? Man, um, I'm going with the Commanders definitely to win the game. I think that they have been the better team um, the last definitely four to five weeks for sure. Um, the right. Giants pretty much since they've been um, um, this 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 just disintegrated by my Lions. Man, it's been pretty much you know what I'm saying. All downhill, man. The, the 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 slipper man has really really fallen off, man. And Cinderella won't, you know what I'm saying? They want they want all they stuff back. The dresses, yeah. uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? The glasses, the red bottoms, the weave, the, 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 the lashes. They want all that back. You know what I'm saying? They looking like an old hag again, man. So um, I'm going with the commanders now. About the five points, so that's where I'm really really kind of stuck at, man. That's. That's a lot. This is this is a rivalry game. This yeah. is a game with playoff implications. This is on uh, Monday night. Fo- I'm sorry, Sunday night football. So yes. I think you know what? I'm not a believer in Daniel Jones. It's later in the year. He normally has a big game against the Commanders, but I think the Commanders are playing with a little bit of a uh, pride right now. Um, a little bit of sense of meaning. Uh, a little sense of purpose. They definitely want to get all of the attention off of uh, whatever's going on with Daniel Snyder. So I think the Commanders may win this going away, man. I'm going to go 28 to 20, man, Commanders. Okay, Let's see. Let's go, see. Let's go, see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Darren, I don't know, man. I think whoever wins is going to be about field goal. That's why I like that four and a half. I'm taking the Giants. But uh, we have it split over here. You have to be the deciding factor, two on Washington, two on the Giants. I'm going to go with the Commanders to cover this one. I, I don't – I don't. it was a tough one for me, too, because the Giants uh, – I just feel like I, the member my like my argument with the Titans was I feel like they can rebound. I like the Giants. I don't get that same feeling with like in the, in the Commanders. The only thing that hesitant I am hesitant with talking through the game with you guys is last time they did meet up. The Giants were in a great position to win that game. They pretty much blew it right with that long play that the Commanders got. Yes, they do have the home field advantage here a little bit. It's a tough one for me, but I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna take. I'm gonna take the commanders on this one. All right, all right. Let's I see think that you. stuffed animal just it just did it for me. Oh, baby, stuffed animal, you got to cheer for me, baby. Come on. I don't think the NFL puts Dan Snyder in the playoffs. There's no, no way the NFL lets Dan Snyder in the playoffs. Yeah, let the referees conspire. Well, you know what though? That 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 kind of that may raise the value of that of that uh that franchise though, man. For the they next, for the next potential buyers. Right? That's right. Yeah. It, ain't no, it ain't no question. It's getting sold. Virginia team, getting man. Sold. <laughs> getting sold is right. All right, one more game to sell you guys on over here. The Rams and the Packers. The Rams are terrible. Oh, my God, they're awful. And everybody's hurt. What a joke. You know what? The Packers really aren't that much better. We got two teams with two bad records over here. But the game is in Green Bay, and the Packers are favored by seven points, Tommy. Wow. Yes, seven points over the Rams, and I guess they're starting Baker Mayfield, and they think that he's all hot shit because in three minutes he decided to play well, like out of nowhere, but whatever, give me a break. Tommy, what do you think happens in this one? Both teams, both bad on both sides of the ball. Packers Packers win this. They'll cover the points. Um, it'll be yeah. a 34-point game, that 24-10 to 10 style victory for the Packers that you're you're accustomed to seeing out of Rodgers where he just okay. game manages the other team out of out of the out of the whole picture all right no doubt no doubt going with the pack on that one what do you say Terrell 
Hey, I'm with him too for a different reason. It's going to be cold. Baker Mayfield is not going to perform. And Aaron Rodgers wants to put up some more numbers. He wants a reason to still say we're in contention. Don't put love in and <laughs> pinch me. He wants to keep love on the bench. Yeah, uh, he's going to have either the Giants of Washington lose this week. Seattle already lost, so they'll stay right. in mathematical playoff contention, I guess. Unbelievable. Crazy yeah. right there. Yeah, Green Bay, I think that they'll probably cover the seven, even though I think it's going to be probably like around seven. So maybe they'll win by eight, maybe 28 to 20 or, yeah. I don't know, 20 to 12. I don't know, some crap like that. I'll take Green Bay, Darren. I mean <laughs> – I don't know. He's terrible, but did you take the Raiders? I just want to say, you said the Rams are terrible, but if you took the Raiders, they lost to the same team last week. I, I don't see the Rams. I don't see the, the Rams covering this this spread. I feel like they're 1-2-3 Cancun right now. They're done. They're out. Yeah, I feel like they're they've kind of like their main guys. They got their ring. Why would they want to come back? Like, you know, they're not, I just don't see it. Baker Mayfield in a week and a half. Rodgers, I like Tommy's point about managing a game. This seems like a Monday night game where he just kind of Slices and dice them for seven yard slants when it's third and six, keeps the chains moving and wins a game like that. So I, I would I like the Packers and, and they have I like Watson too. He's really came on with Rogers at the end. Like he's been really good. So Absolutely. and Rogers like seems to be really confident in him. So I like the Packers. No doubt. All right, going with Green Bay over there and see, my man, you make the last pick over here. We all got Green Bay on this one. You going with us? Yeah, man. I'm I'm gonna ride with you, man, because you know, unfortunately, you know, um, the Rams, you know, we are on that first round pick of theirs, so we want them to have um, oh, the greatest yeah. demise possible. Um, we want that pick to be as high as possible. I think Green Bay is starting to get a little bit more healthier. You guys um, spoke about Romeo Dobbs is going to be returning for that offense. Um, Aaron Jones had a, a week; they're coming off the bye, so he had a week to kind of rest his his um, his. I think he had a shin injury of some sort, yeah. so he's going to be back 100, percent man. I'm, I'm I'm taking the Packers, man, to win big, man. And like you said. Aaron does not want to uh, does not want to see that spot over to um to Jordan Love yet, so he wants another week to at least oh. you know sit in that seat. So I think he has a big game. All right, no doubt. All right, we're all in the pack over there. I like our picks, and I, you know what? I like the way that you guys explained why. You know, we all had different reasons for who we're picking. I really like that sort of shit. Got to have good NFL minds on, and that's what we did today. We had yes, a good sir. NFL show, good NFL minds, breaking it down for you, giving you reasons why. Look, I'm keeping track. I wrote down everybody's pick. So I'm going to let you all know how we did and who won at the end. Right, of the show. I, like it. I don't know. Maybe we should make a bet on it. Maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. He's got it. I'm, I'm, got one, it. I'm, I'm 129 and 75 on the year. Woo! <laughs> I'm, I'm in the 98 I'm in the 98th percentile right now. I oh, hope, okay. I hope it continues. We got a gambler. We got a gambler. He's hitting the reservations, going to those casinos, doing his thing on the sports book. I love it. I love it. Well, you know what? Let's start with you, Tommy. Tell the people where they can find you, what you're doing, what show you got going on, what your Twitter handle, whatever you want them to know. They can find us at Realism Sports Talk, uh, at, at GM Tommy 8 um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're in all of them. If you just look mm -hmm. for us, Spotify, check out the podcast. We'd love to have you guys come and comment and drop a like and a subscribe. It'd yeah. be amazing. It's a, it's a real, real entertaining time. Yeah, Terrell, I know that you guys link up. Yeah, tell me more. What you got yeah, I mean, we're getting we're, we're we're trying to get better every day. Any kind of things we need improvements on, we're linking up with the people. You've been a big inspiration for me. Yes, Appreciate sir. that. Oh, and man. all the avenues that keep helping us, you guys, Darren and C. Appreciate you guys. We are trying to make it like y'all are. I want to be like you guys. We want to be like you guys, and we're hardworking and ready to do it. 
we got passion just like you guys. Oh, you do. You ain't playing, man. Uh, the way that you, you know, I feel it every time that we're yeah. on, no matter what we're talking about, bro. You bring it from somewhere. It comes from somewhere within your body. I got a whole lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're using it right, man. Yo, you guys are a good team right there. I can tell where you can work off each other. Two different kind of personalities that work really well. I like that. That's, yeah, you know, like me, Damien, and Nikki, we got the same thing. We're not alike at all, but it works right. out. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, oh, Tommy's my man. Yo, Tommy's my man. Yep. No, oh, I love it. Yeah, that's good stuff. And yeah, I, I love when you guys dropping on the show and everything. Yeah, see, I love seeing you pop in there. You've been doing your thing lately too, man. What's going on with you? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You can definitely check me out. I have a um, podcast called The Fellas Present Sports Rap. Um, it's located on uh, Spotify and uh, Anchor. Um, we're talking about everything um, sports, NFL, NBA, um, fantasy football. Um, from a Detroit perspective and also the national perspective. And I mean, thank you, Jason, for giving me the chance to come on. We've been trying to collab for a long time. I'm glad I got that opportunity to sit down again with you and again with the rest of you guys. And I'm open to link up and collab with you guys as well, man. So thank you. Always checking out the Fat Boy Fadeaway Show. Um, you guys, man, are crazy, man. You guys may be having it be it be late, man, when you guys come on, man. But you guys are definitely yeah. doing it from the West Coast, man. So definitely glad to be on with you guys, man. Great job. I know you guys probably still got the sun out. Oh, there. and definitely follow me at Cheehan. I'm sorry, at Cheehan313 on Twitter. Make it happen. Make it happen. And if you can read, check it out right now. And to my man Darren over here, always doing big things right now. Glad that you came aboard tonight, man. What's going on? Tell the people. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me on. Uh, Terrell brought up a good point about inspiration. You know, this whole thing kind of starts with like, you don't even know what's coming out of a battle. You know, just like, oh, you know, I want to talk sports. And you start linking up with people and meeting people like yourself. So, it's really cool to kind of like see Henry. I've talked on Twitter many times and we've tried. And so it's really cool to kind of work, uh, do this with you here. Jason, appreciate you putting this on so we could uh, talk NFL. Our podcast, you can find us every Sunday morning. Uh, our YouTube channel at Fat Boy Fadeaway Sports. We, like we said, we kind of hit Bay Area topics. But we'll also, uh, and we'll hit baseball, football, basketball. Uh, we'll do all those things. Uh, but again, we'll hit on national topics as well. We also do a show now on Sunday nights uh, on the Variety Sports Network called Talking the Gridiron. I'd love to get you guys on for that. It's usually just post-game right after the games. Um, and nice. uh, so we just kind of recap the game for like an hour and so like that. So I'll reach out to you guys. Maybe we can get you guys on there one at a time. So, uh, Jason, thanks again for putting this together. Yeah, no doubt. Yo, I would love to come on that show, man. I, I Listen, I'll take any invite from anyone. Hey, you're up late. Hey, I got you. Hey, you're three hours ahead of me. Have you up. Yeah, that's true. I got my nines on. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We're all straight. We're straight. And again, the reason why I asked you guys to come on is because you're all great at what you do. You know, you're not just not just by hosting podcasts and everything like that, but you know your NFL, you know your shit, and you displayed it today. And it's been awesome, man. So I really appreciate it. As for me, Sports Profit One on Twitter. Catch me third and three podcast every Wednesday night with Nikki and Damian. We rock it out. We have a great time. We do our NFL and we have a whole lot of other fun. We'll see you then. Power 32 podcast. We're out for now. Peace, everybody. Thanks for watching. Detroit basketball.